It's Award Podcast, episode 46. Go. Go. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 46. It's 46. I have nothing else to say. It's a number. I mean, it is a what number. I, what I love about the number 46 is that it's both, they're both even. Yeah. And that just, that's just, that's just good. And it's just gold. We know yeah. it's going to be a good podcast, not because of you guys, but. Are, are you saying 47 is going to be bad? Unfortunately, I'm sorry. We're going back to the old crew, so I understand. <laughs> um, it's just going to be that way. Oh, cool. Um, so Nick Nundahl. Yeah. Joe Wetmore. That's right. Uh, it's pronounced Throat Warbler Mangrove. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We got to start you, over. A more professional person would have cleared that up before the podcast. <laughs> you're right. You're exactly right. Well, you know, I'm not a journalism major, right? That's okay. I went right. to school for comp sign business. We're not respectful. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Either well, side of that table. That's fair enough, then, I think. I think we can let you off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like this because this is exactly how I imagined how we're just going to, it's going to be a tug of war the entire time. <laughs> so, so, no, I'm the host. Right. No, I'm the host. <laughs> it is a little tough. Yeah. I'm not used to being in the guest seat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, welcome to the ward podcast and you guys do instant replay live live wow. yeah which is a name that doesn't make a lot of sense because yeah it's a pre-recorded show <laughs> but we're alive <laughs> so it's, it's good enough right good enough um yeah admittedly i haven't seen much of the show no but problem. i i have Most people haven't i have seen the dragon lair episode Ooh, solid. oh that's one and, of my favorites actually that's a really good choice yeah and the latest arkham asylum one and nice. i don't think i've ever played dragon lair but I've seen plenty of people play Dragon Lair. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of have that nostalgic connection. All right. To the game. I mean, yeah. are you a fan of of games oh, I, that like challenge you, like like that are frustratingly challenging potentially, or um, like Dark Souls? Or I've never played Dark Souls. So yeah. that's an interesting comparison. Dark I mean, Souls and Dragon's Lair. I mean, but like they do kind of have that same like you go in, you get frustrated, but then like the the because the amount that you get frustrated builds up the sense of achievement once you get done with it. Yeah. Like you go into Dragon's Lair and you die a bunch and a bunch and a bunch, and you have to watch that same death animation over and over <laughs> and over again. And 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 you know like that's what I love about difficult games. It, like like Dragon's Lair is just getting frustrated and then getting that sense of, oh, I finally yeah. climbed the mountain. Yeah. Was that a sound effect of the night that sounded like that was recorded <laughs> from the night? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've, I've never, I, I'm not, no, I'm not a big fan of hard games. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Super Meat Boy. Oh, okay. well, um, I mean, that's a hard game. <laughs> I, I like, I like Rogue Legacy. So I like, yeah, I, I dip my toe They're, into Rogue Likes, mm-hmm. but I mean, those are definitely challenging games. Yeah. Right. So. Um, but I've never played Dark Souls. I kind of want to play it. Um, I feel like every time we have a guest on, we talk about Dark Souls. Oh, well, let's like, let's not talk about Dark Souls. No, let's talk about Demon Souls. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's the better it one. Yeah, you should start with Demon Souls, and then just you don't have to play Dark Souls after that. Really, uh, everyone should just play Dragon Slayer. Um, you should you should make some time for it. Yeah. Um, I am a fan of Don Bluth. Yes. Okay. Is that fair? Mm, yeah, that, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite Don Bluth movie? Ah, uh, fuck. Um, American Tale. Two five will goes west. Ooh, all right, all right, all right. right. Um, I'm a big fan of Titan A. That was Don Bluth, right? Uh, I believe yes. Was, it has, yes. It has yeah, style. We, we ended up looking this up. I think when we did the yeah. episode too, because but, we weren't sure then either, and now we've forgotten again. <laughs> also, all dogs go to heaven. Really, everything he does is really great. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen. So when I was a kid. I was like really into sequel cartoons, mm-hmm. like 
Rescue, rescuers down under. That's interesting. All dogs was it go the to... continuity? No, I think it was the fact. Well, I think it was the fact because I thought the animation was better. I think the animation's better in All Dogs Goes Go to Heaven too than the first one. Really? And I think the rescuers down under has better animation than the rescuers. And I also think the rescuers one is boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now I think yeah, rescuers down under is definitely the better of those two movies. Yeah. Like I I, I don't think anyone has ever said the opposite. <laughs> and uh, I'd be surprised. But you know, uh, I feel like the never... opposite. Well, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I, I've never seen All Dogs Go to Heaven 2, actually, but I found maybe it's not true of Don Bluth movies, but in other sequels, animated sequels, I feel like they step down they're a lot. They're lazier, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, because they're like, this is this is a lower budget production. Well, I think the bar has been lowered because of like all of those Disney, classic Disney sequels, mm-hmm. like Cinderella 2 yeah. or Mulan 2. Yeah, or... any, any straight to, Mulan or straight to Netflix. Yes, Mulan 2. That hurts me. Like... <laughs> You should go check it out. I don't think I've seen it. What what would the plot be? I think the boy toy dies. Wow. That's a bold choice, yeah. actually. Yeah. And Mulan, like, does something. Do they have, like, a song that's like, we'll make a woman out of you? <laughs> <laughs> what would the point of that be? No, that is what... And then all, like, the trio, like, the three, like, knuckleheads, like, yeah, they yeah. all get girls or something. Like, of course. There's some we- I don't. Of course. I don't know. Yeah. It's It's a blur. And hmm. zero returning voice actors. Right. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. Almost sure. So you know who the big proponent was of like getting rid of that practice was Steve Jobs. Oh, really? Oh, because of Pixar. And... When Steve Jobs sold Pixar and got was the largest stakeholder of Disney stock, he walked into that boardroom. He's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Huh. Like, why is I don't know Hercules two on the docket for a movie? Like, stop doing this." Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, because they've all been you know they've all been. Trash. We need less Mulan 2s and more Home on the Range. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so the plot of All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 is that they're in heaven. And then Charlie. Is Charlie the main Charlie dog? Charlie Barkin. Charlie. Is that yes. really the yeah. full name? I don't remember that. Um, he's sick of heaven. And so he wants to go back to Earth. And like he is like given mortality again for this mission to, go, to yeah. get someone. Nice. Or to, like, be the guardian angel of someone. Yeah. Um, I might have to catch it at some point. There was, like, a five or three or four. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's that's beating a dead and, horse. That's, and that's they're, like, they're, like, in some town. It's like, a, it's like a Scooby-Doo episode because there's, like, some ghost or something, like, like, rampaging through this town. And the town looks like the town out of Lady and the Tramp, where it's, like, that, like, early... 20th century yeah, like, like yeah, victorian yeah. influence like you know cobblestone streets main and... street america mm-hmm. um yeah and there's like it like turns into basically like the great mouse detective because there's like oh, some person like, like there's like some mouse or something that like puts together this contraption that like looks like a cat and like torments all the i don't know all right it's weird <laughs> like it's weird the trajectory of those movies because like the original one is about like russian immigrants yeah and like adapting to america and stuff right. and like you know the racist problems that america was facing with all these new immigrants like, like realistic analogs yeah right and turned into to mice yeah yeah and then it and then it turns into like manifest destiny like gold rush stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, still fairly like i mean it is it's a weird like totally different thing but it's still an american thing right like Mm. it's still an analog for american life and then they just lost the thread and then mechanical cats yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's a problem we all face (laughs) there is a lady in the tramp too 
Yeah. Not surprised about yeah. that. I haven't seen it, but I, I knew that I it existed. Know. The question is, how many Land Before Times are there? Oh, there's like a dozen. Okay. I, 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 uh, yeah. I think I, I like the last one I, I knew that existed was nine. But what happens in nine? I forget the plot. No, I, I don't I, I know. Could, what possibly. I, just, like, I, I feel like that's the, that's like the last like cover I saw was like, oh, there's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in one they like because they added this new character Chomper, where it was like this baby Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex that they find. Yeah, I actually that remember was, that. Yeah. That's probably one of the last ones I like appreciated yeah. Yeah. as a kid. Well, appreciate. Well, okay, maybe you <laughs> appreciate. I was I was I was six years younger. Oh, yeah, I was done after the first one. I, I think was, the first uh, one is a masterpiece film, and then I feel like every sequel was terrible. I'm a Land Before Time connoisseur. I see. <laughs> Apparently, I yeah. appreciate all fine. I see. Land Before Time. Um, shit, I lost. I lost where I was going. Chomper. With this. Chomper. No, the, no, I was I was gonna take it back oh. to something. Um, oh, there's a and there's a 101 Dalmatians two. I heard about that Not too. I haven't seen it. 102 Dalmatians. Right, I Whoa. see. Okay. But 101 Dalmatians 2 patches London Adventure. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I, this is really sad how I, I could always, just pull yeah. all this stuff. I always got a history there, man. London. I'm impressed. Yeah. 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 That's good knowledge. That could, that comes in handy probably somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think it, podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we started one, man. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm just I, vomiting I, yeah. pop culture knowledge. We I, need to put it on. I need to talk about all these bad cartoon sequels. <laughs> we got to put it on a wave file and then just send yeah. it out to people. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the the Disney TV shows based off movies are actually really good. Hmm. Like yeah, um, the Tron one was pretty good. Tron Legacy, I think it was. was I that... thought Tron Legacy was the sequel movie. Was, uh... no, okay, that might be the sequel. Then what was the, the? There was a series based on, like that followed up the sequel movie, um, and it was. It started off. I was like, oh, I'm not sure this can work, but a few episodes in, like the character started to develop, and and it actually, I was pretty impressed with it by the end. And then it, it only lasted one season, and it was done. Nick, are you sure you're not watching like a um, uh, Daft Punk? documentary i was it was actually um that old cartoon reboot <laughs> <laughs> better call better pull um i love no, reboot yeah maybe it was like tron legends or something like that but it was it was after the movie i think tron legends was a video game but i think you're getting closer Listen, man i'm telling you there was a series okay. <laughs> tron legacy legends tron lesbians yeah that uh, was the tron one lesbians. tron lesbians <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know there was a tv show for that the, it's, it's only one season and it kills me that they didn't get a second one because it was setting up some good stuff my favorite tv show series from a movie not disney but roughnecks from uh oh from Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers oh yeah we <laughs> watched that every morning before every school every morning before school yeah it was a terrible cartoon but it was awesome <laughs> oh man so Joe not to be crass but how old are you uh guess <laughs> I'm gonna say late 20s I'm gonna say 28 29 no, no. am I skewing too young too old you're, you're close you're close you're close like 27 okay well whatever so like the, and and then you said you're older i'm 31 okay. i don't mind okay <laughs> oh, okay so i guess subtract six years there you go okay wow um, 21 how did you guess six did we say six? i said, it said earlier. Six. oh i and, didn't and, damn it and he has a trap brain like we already established <laughs> yeah his character his character in this his he, he can retain knowledge really really well yeah that six just got locked yeah. in there and that's it yeah, <laughs> real good with numbers. I'm an engineer. I'm real good with numbers. Yeah. All right. Seven two nine eight six four five two one. Go. Seven six nine eight two four seven nine one eight two one eight two one plus five six four. The restaurant eight two one. Yeah, yeah. Let's all go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say my heart was touched when you guys asked me to notch them. I was just like, oh, and then I looked over at the audio equipment not set up. Not, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll hang out some other time. But uh, well, the reason I asked that is because like I'm trying to like picture like what your like cornerstone for like pop culture is mm -hmm. versus mine 
because mm-hmm. there is a really there's there, there's an overlap, especially in like the early '90s stuff. Because yeah. like, I watched Transformers. Mm-hmm. I love Transformers. I watched the movie. I cried when Optimus Prime died. Right. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, but like, I have no attachment to GI Joe. Oh uh, man, so, see, GI Joe is bigger for me than Transformers personally. Right. Um, I, I'm in the age group for Transformers. Right. Like other people my age at 31 were were huge Transformers guys. I was just way more into GI Joes because those were the toys that, like, we had very young uncles and they collected GI Joes and then they passed them all down to us. And so, or I guess me first, you know, in that mm-hmm. that sort of line, just because I was there um, six years first. Um, <laughs> Mine, yeah, yeah. But like, so we just had a shitload of GI Joes and they became important to me. Like, I didn't really care about anything happening in the cartoon. Yeah, same. I just wanted the toys and the cartoon was just you know building on that i mean the toys were just like the most malleable toys we had like all the other action figures just had stiff arms yeah, you know and gi joe's were like posable. yeah and you could take them apart and put mix match the pieces yeah we did that a lot yeah <laughs> we take the screw out the back and then we're like this chest plate on this guy and mm-hmm. yeah a lot of fun it's basically legos but with gi joe's yeah with action but, figures but legos are meant to be taken apart and gi joe's aren't meant to so it felt like we were a step above other kids mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was a definite like I'm doing something mechanical because I'm turning a screwdriver mm-hmm. aspect That's to too it. Cool. Yeah. I did fall into a weird place though, where I had a lot of appreciation for things that were kind of above my age group mm-hmm. that were as a result of Nick and my uncles. Yeah. And uh, I, I have the same thing just because of our uncles. Cause we had really young uncles. My, our youngest uncle was 10 when I was born and I lived in the same house with him. So like a lot of 10 year old influences on me growing up, you know, 10, 10 year older influences right. on me growing up. And then that passed to Joe as well. But I also had cigarettes like, like you'll, you'll love these. Uh, I mean, they were available. <laughs> That's, that was a thing. Yeah. 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 I, I also had, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know if you ever were into like Dexter's lab and all yeah. those. Stuff. Yeah, I guess that was, I mean, yeah. it was just. That was kind of a golden age for Cartoon Network there. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like there's a dearth of just like ref- referential material there, like between like you know some of the mid to late '80s stuff. You know, you get GI Joe or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's kind of like early '90s, but yeah. it's like it's in that it's in that bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Power Rangers is kind of somewhere in there, and all that stuff. Sewer Sharks, I guess. I don't know if you want to get <laughs> really uh, Street Sharks. Street yeah. Sharks. Yeah. That's what I meant. My favorite character was the female one. That didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole thing on the internet. Uh, some guy. Oh yes. Yeah, you've seen. Yeah, yeah I love he, this. He invented a character, and um, and several episodes, including uh, the guy who played the Fonz. Uh, what's his name? The the actor. Oh, I don't know. Oh shit, that's gonna. Ah, uh, damn it. Anyways, Wait, was we like know. the only connective tissue there is the fact that the Fonz jumps the shark in that episode. I and think that's, that's like... why he probably shows it. Yeah. So they, he, he put him in as a voice actor in this, like, write-up on some TV, you know, like, p- people just basically wrote synopses of episodes before there was a good databases for that. And then IMDb comes along and it, like, pulls on that stuff. And so now it appears that there are several episodes that never existed, but they show up on IMDb. They talk about a character that doesn't exist. And then just because people are fucking people <laughs> and they, they want so badly to be included in everything... They're people who've commented that like such and such is their favorite character. Yeah. Roxy, I think was her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So weird. It's fantastic. But it isn't is. it also it like just make, I mean, like we, we know history is written by, you know, people with agendas, but also like just in that small of a way, something can be so like changed. Yeah. Just look at history and be like, what there is just completely like full totally of lies. Totally never yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So easy to have that come about. We didn't even have the internet back then. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite street shark was Hitler. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trains running Everybody, on time. Yeah, that was it. Was a weird choice to put that in the show. <laughs> they wanted to reclaim that name. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, showrunner was from German descent, and he just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a whole family line that just had to like disappear, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can't be a Hitler today. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> no. You can barely be an Adolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the uh, but yeah. So Disney TV shows. Um, watch the Aladdin TV show. I or, watched it when or, it was airing, or the Hercules TV show. They're yeah. both fantastic. Yeah, I watched the Hercules when it was airing as well. Have you seen the crossover episode Ooh. between Aladdin and Hercules? No, I did not. They're not even the same art style. <laughs> I'm not even the same like historical period. No, I'm no. pretty sure. Yeah. I'm just sitting over here right now. Like I didn't know either of those things existed, and they're just like fireworks. Like, <laughs> like my brain's like, whoa, this exists. So the crossover episode, Jafar goes to hell, oh, and great. Hades runs into him. And then resurrects Jafar, and then they go both. They both go try to take out Aladdin and Hercules together by kidnapping Abu and Icarus. And because Icarus and Hercules are best friends in the TV show, mm-hmm. um, and then blaming the other one for their kidnapping. So That's Hercules goes to Agrabah, and to then fight just Aladdin. wreck shop. Oh man. I'm going to look this episode up. That sounds <laughs> I'm legitimately yeah. going to watch this. And then Philatites hits on Jasmine, and it's the most awkward moment in nice. my youth. Do they have like nice. a guy doing like a fake Danny DeVito accent? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Perfect. It's pretty good. It's okay. pretty good. And they have a guy doing uh, Rob Williams. Williams as well. Yeah, yeah which, That's also pretty good. Yeah. He, he was believable. Like, I remember as a kid thinking, like, did Robin Williams do the TV show? Like, yeah. obviously not now as an adult, I can say. But yeah. I, th- those were right on the cusp of when I was just too old for Disney cartoons, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, and now, obviously, I'm, like, right back to, like, it's whatever. I love cartoons. Recess. <laughs> put it in. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, it was, like, right on the edge where I was, like, I'm too cool for that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't watch them religiously. But the best Disney show, it's not a sequel, but the best Disney cartoon of all time is Gargoyles. Yeah. That's all on YouTube now. Yeah, I know. I watched it <laughs> again. <laughs> Does it hold up? Yeah, I think so, man. Like... I mean, that first episode has, like, a powerful emotional, like, setup where a character gets shot with a gun, and it's a Disney cartoon where someone gets shot with a gun, and you're just like, oh, man, I'm, I'm already, like, right back in it. Like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I, f- I feel like um, Gargoyles was, like, Disney's response to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Because there's the, the April O'Neil, like, parallel character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you Onisa know, Maza. Yeah. yeah, and then um, all of the personalities yeah like you know you got the, your Leo, the smart like, one the yeah. goofy one the yeah. serious one yeah uh, mm-hmm. the one that eats a lot yeah um and then there was a dog there one, was wasn't there yes yeah. yep yep brooklyn it kind of reminded me of like i always i always draw parallel Wait, with the bronx. thundercats sorry bronx, bronx. bronx. i got the yeah, right i know oh. right Bro, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look like an idiot to your audience <laughs> but, but i always felt like the parallel was the was to the thundercats like ensemble like they well, had th- they had kind of a mirror ensemble yeah I, I think there's definitely just a template that you could apply yeah. to a lot of different cartoons. That's true. Yeah. What I what I really think about, is amazing. about gargoyles though is that like for me it was the thing that showed me like what lore could be like when it just starts growing and growing and growing. Like a lot of other TV shows had kind of like here's our throwaway plot of the week, mm-hmm. and gargoyles had these long running arcs. Gargoyles that, dared to do continuity for twelve mm-hmm. year olds, and it was yeah. like holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah, because exactly what it was for me too is like my introduction to a show with meaningful plot choices mm-hmm. right. as opposed to episode a week. And I mean, that's huge. And then they threw that all away. Like in the last couple of seasons, they switched to the Goliath Chronicles, 
and it's it's no longer like them in new york doing you know big plots it's goliath like traveling to various places they, they did this like mist of avalon um arc in the series before the goliath chronicles and that was kind of an episode a week kind of thing and that i feel like that was like that was it done well mm-hmm. and then that ended the series and then they came back with goliath chronicles and it was just like him meeting gargoyles in other places around the world or uh dealing with a monster a week and it, it just it lost it for me it really just that's a shame yeah it, it always sucks when like a show like kind of fizzles yeah. out instead of just like all right we're done yeah um, yeah i mean that's why i respect shows that are willing to end on time rather than just kind of like keep going yeah. like i mean i don't know if you watch dexter but dexter just like nosedived really? in quality Gosh, over the course yeah. of the series we're talking about the serial the, killer the, not yes <laughs> not dexter's not lab yeah. okay uh but i mean like some shows kind of defy that like adventure time has been going strong mm-hmm. and, and and getting better and better i mm-hmm. would say yeah and i feel like there's a schism between people who like adventure because i don't watch adventure time mm-hmm. and not out of anything i've seen like an episode two I saw an episode where like Bimo befriends a bubble and the bubble dies. Yeah. It's yes. like super creepy. Yes, it's but that's what that show does well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, maybe uh, th- I appreciate Here, it. Here's what I was gonna say, but I, I don't want to step over your point, so I'll make it quick. Uh, Adventure Time is not a show that you watch an episode at a time. Adventure Time is like I'm gonna sit down and hammer through the first season, and then tomorrow <laughs> I'll watch the second season. I got a bottle of Jack. <laughs> it's it's T mode. It, Adventure Time. You need to get emotionally tied to those characters, so you have to watch them in order. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. But you were gonna say. I feel like there's a schism between people who like Adventure Time, and people who like Steven Universe. I knew you were gonna say it. Hmm. Yeah. I, think, I, I, have, have I haven't seen Steven Universe. Uh, are you a Steven Universe guy? I'm a Steven Universe guy. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. It's really good. I, I've heard nothing but good things. Um, so, I, but I feel like they just kind of draw different personalities to one another like you know so i didn't watch dexter's lab growing up um because my mom didn't let me wow <laughs> she's like that's demented you can't watch them I'm like, All wow. right. it was a little bit demented at um times. you're probably right mom and then i would like sneakily watch like episodes of like what was it cow and chicken uh-huh yeah um and i'm like wow this is just as fucked up yeah uh, yeah I'm just gonna watch Johnny Bravo. I feel like the best cartoons are a little fucked up. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. like I don't know. There's there's appropriate levels of fucked up, but like Steven Universe just makes you feel good. Like okay. you walk away just feeling good. Okay. And they just do a lot of like allegorical storytelling really yeah. well. So yeah. it's like a lot of talk about like you know, um, it's like they're alien creatures that are like formed from gems and they mm-hmm. can fuse, and that shit. And like immediately when you derive like this kind of classification structure in anything mm-hmm. i'm already in like elements colors fucking class to job types whatever are you like, a fan I'm, of Air, last airbender yes yeah um Love just that show. like i'm already i'm, I'm already also in. great on the allegories like the whole entire time that show is just a masteries and morals right but so like the gems fuse become different gems mm-hmm. like um so like uh ruby and sapphire become garnet um it's really cool but the fusing is an allegory for sex. Oh, interesting. Uh, and there's an episode where someone, one of the gems tricks another gem into fusing with them. Oh. And that's an allegory for rape. Oh, oh my God. Man. And it's like... And this like, makes you feel good. Well, <laughs> because it's not like... Because only adults would catch on to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. the episode, like, you know, you could say it's a, a, a allegory for sharing or anything else. But or, like, or just bullying and forcing people to do things yeah. or something like that. So, even, like, yeah. the moral of that episode was like, you can't you shouldn't do trick people into doing stuff you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Can like, unfusing happen? Yeah. Okay. So the un- so like 
the reason they fuse like is to basically power up but also because it's like a it's a emotional bond mm-hmm. so if the emotional bond breaks they split apart mm-hmm. so like the episode afterwards garnet garnet's one of the people the person that got tricked in the fusing and she gets so pissed off she breaks apart into back in the ruby and sapphire which never happens because they're so much in love with one another they never split apart interesting um but yeah it's really and there's more to it like it's so clever on like it's 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 just knowing this of like current pop culture like there's an episode where like they don't take steven on an adventure so he gets pissed off and just plays Metal Gear Solid the entire time. Nice. Okay. <laughs> he's about to beat it, and then they unplug the TV because they just got back. They're like, hey, pay attention to me. Yeah. It's like the last <laughs> cutscene, and he just flips out. He's like, where's <laughs> And then he just walks out of the house. It's like, it's it's funny because like yeah. that's something that happens. It's and, relatable. Yeah. And there's like a hipster character that's actually really well done, and he's like, his whole thing is that he wants to keep Beach City weird, and like <laughs> he just runs a blog about like trying to keep the city weird. It's nice. just. So it's, it's it's very clever. It's like not even just like trying to the emotional tugging on the emotional heartstrings. It's like the actual like all the writing's really clever. Cool. Um, and the fact that it like puts in its pro um, uh, gay uh, pro LGBTQ. I always mm-hmm. forget the acronym. LGBT um, pro human rights. Yeah, Let's just you know, call that. You know, pro people. <laughs> yeah, pro you know, people. Pro, sure. You know, lifestyle. They just it it, it works. That's it works awesome. really well. Um, so yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that's, like, on my list to check out, and I don't think, I don't know that I'll be polarized by it, but maybe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm wondering now, since you've said that, because I've met a couple of people, but I realize now that it's a very small group, who watch both Adventure Time and Steven Universe. Um, a buddy's son is, is big into both. Um, and, and I just, I can't imagine a show just being like, no, I, I don't want to watch that if it's, if it's in the kind of public, um, the pop culture referencing mm-hmm. era, or, you know, like, yeah. I feel like we're hitting this new era of cartoons that are like, kids have the internet, kids are on the internet, seeing everything, we need to use everything to relate to them. Mm-hmm. Where's our Minecraft episode? Yeah. Well, it's like we were talking about before with like the episode of the week thing, um, how the, uh, how it's true like you could take like all those 90s cartoons and it's like okay here's the episode where the gang gets shrunk here's yes. the episode yes. where this it's happens very template driven is you know um which is cool because i mean i don't know it's like you like seeing that it's consumable too yeah that you can you can isolate them whereas it's a lot harder to talk about the ongoing the arcing plots of like i mean even adventure time has some really long arcing plots yes or or last airbender uh, which, like the entire show is right. one <laughs> plot basically yeah. and there's certainly moments you can talk about but it's hard to find those that the, the one was like one was the what about the episode where the game got shrunk no yeah. that didn't happen yeah um, um did you guys watch legend of Korra? Yeah, yeah. And it had some ups and downs but on, ultimately i really liked it yeah. yeah i think it got better over time the first like season you know first half of the first season i was like ready to quit really i was like i'm just not relating to this the, the character of Korra did nothing for me that's funny because i'm the reverse i thought yeah. like the first season was like the peak and i don't th- i mean like i went back and forth um like but i don't th- like i enjoy i watched the rest of it but it didn't really hit as hard for me because it just kind of kind of blew out of proportion for me like the second season ends with basically two gods fighting yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like okay that is a that's pretty big how are we gonna yeah. top, how are we gonna top that exactly you um, know I, I like what they did though because so the, the the biggest issue i think the show had 
is that it had a huge ensemble in a way that the, the Avatar didn't, The Last Airbender didn't. They, mm-hmm. they had this huge ensemble, and they couldn't possibly split enough time in the size of their episodes to properly arc the characters. Like, Bolin right. was one of the only characters that actually really changed throughout the course of the yeah. series. A lot of the other characters were, like, pretty static with some margin for change. Right. I mean, sure, Korra overcame some of her, like, right. her just kind of like blocks but they weren't like they weren't like dramatic character changes and that was was so incredible about the last airbender as a in in opposition is that every one of those characters learned a lot and and had and and we were following each of that core like gang of three or four throughout you know all the episodes and in this it was literally over 10 characters doing what's boomy doing what's you know um and I mean, like, yeah, it got big. But what I liked about that was that afterwards, the plots got smaller and a little bit more human. Like the fourth season, I, I think it was maybe my favorite. The fourth book, whatever you want to call it. Because um, it was uh, of Korra. Wait, um, there were four seasons? I thought there were three. There were four. The fourth one was where the, we had the kind of the Hitler rise of the Earth Nation. Where there was the uh, the crazy lady who was trying to, like, let the Earth Nation yeah. take over. Wait, everything. The queen or em- yeah. empress? Or- yeah, she was. Wait, yeah. so first season was the, the guy that took away the... He went take away bending. Second season was the God Battle. Uh, what was the third season? Third season was the um, the the guy who could take away, who could uh, not take away, he could give bending. Okay. Uh, he was the the Airbender. He 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 gave himself Airbending basically. Is that not the same as the the God was, Battle? Yeah, I thought there were only three seasons. No, there's four. So uh, second season God Battle. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> third season. So I'm not th- gonna th- argue either way. This <laughs> is this is how Legend of Korra works should be. Okay. Uh, um, what? Ah, oh, shit. What's Aang's wife? Uh, Katara. Katara. Katara's right. old. Uh, Tenzin's old. Uh, Korra's sad. Korra goes city. Um, uh, lose her powers. Get her powers back. Um, uh, God fight. Uh, she's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, I was pretty like like uh, we we are at a time where even though it maybe feels like a little bit like thrown in, it, it's it's a it's a valuable thing nonetheless. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. Like it's it's cool they did that. I went back. Uh, and have you seen online. any of the the controversy of the uh, the Sulu gayness lately? <laughs> yeah, so I, not George Takei. Well, but I mean, he's in, he's wrapped up in John it too. Cho. Yeah, they're they're gonna make him gay in the next Star yeah. Trek movie, um, as an homage to Takei and his mm. like fight for for gay rights and whatnot. But but Takei is like, no, you shouldn't do that. That was such a weird curveball for me when I heard. It. I was like, right? like, is this really the fight you want to be? I only having? read right. I only read like a paragraph on this, so I actually don't really know Takei's he's, reasoning. What's what's the deal with that? that? It's not. Um, it's not true to Roddenberry's vision of who Sulu was because exactly. Sulu was written as a straight man and changing that is offensive to Roddenberry's right. seems memory. relevant to me like it doesn't seem like it really matters but if someone who's such a huge proponent of gay rights as he should be and I love George mm-hmm. Takai like man that guy can run social media like oh my god fuck man I mean oh, he's got my. a team oh yeah sure, doing his social like that's that's like the big like everyone's like oh he's so active I'm like well He's still cool, I, I love his place in this world. I'm not ever right. going to say anything bad about the man. I love him. But he's got a team. Right, <laughs> like, sure. I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, but I just don't understand. Is this the fight you want to pick? And I don't think like he's he's like making it a huge thing. But, no, he just made a comment. But that, that comment seemed like, like, I mean, if I were Simon Pegg, I'd be like, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Here's, yeah, it's very deflating. It reminds me of comic book adaptions and when people get upset about comic book ad- movie adaptions not being true to the comics and it's like okay but let it be different like if you're if you're doing something new again let there be novelties that make it worth being something different yeah and ultimately i agree i, I will say like the big problem is this series is supposed to be in continuity with the old series in a lot of ways right because it, they went back in time and changed things mm-hmm. 
but it's still it, it's it's what would happen if something went back in time and changed things. Right. So it's, so you know, with the Romulans killing Kirk's dad, it made Sulu gay. Right. Exactly. So, like, how does that? Like, yeah. yeah. It's so like then, a sound of thunder. You know, you step on a butterfly. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but then that gets into like, is gay a choice? Right. Like, because it gets uh, very controversial. Because if he wasn't gay before, why is he now gay? Then he's just bisexual. Yeah, and it's being expressed a little bit more I'm, in this timeline. I mean, I think the important question that I think was also brought up was, you know, what does this do for the story? Yeah. And like, I mean, if he's is a gay it just fan service or is fun. it just, yeah, yeah, trying to reach out to a community? And, and, and that's also very hard. Like, I've never, I mean, because especially in like in action, like an adventure Trump, like the Star Wars movies, yeah. I mean, yeah. Star Trek Star movies. Star Trek, yes. <laughs> another schism, I yeah. feel like that occurs. Uh-huh. Um, I, I watch both, man. I, I watch both. I'm but just a consumer of all I media. Wish, <laughs> I wish new Star Trek wasn't as much like Star Wars as it is. Yes, right. It's a, it's a yeah. little bit. I, I, I want, want more of the sitting at the table up, talking yeah. about what the yeah. what the weird sci-fi plot is. Yeah. Well, it's because that first movie is just J.J. Abrams' like resume and application for <laughs> Star Wars. You're just like, it across look, the table. I can do this. <laughs> you know. Look, you don't want limbs. You don't want limbs for it. I mean, I understand. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't even like him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in that context of a movie that's just kind of like a fun adventure it i maybe the choice of making sulu gay doesn't really matter that much i is the is it a problem though to to have a character be gay just to try to show just just to try to reach out to a community the lgbt like is it is well, it, it shallow? depends on the reasoning like okay. is but, the reasoning i want to put lgbtq <laughs> since we're working on that acronym Q? yeah lgbtq got yes. it what's the q for queer queer yeah um but if because because you know gender is no longer like gender's a construct, right? Like we're 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 getting to that point now where queer could mean anything, right? It could mean a lot of different things because huh. you could identify in various different ways. Getting off topic. <laughs> yes, it, because on this video game podcast, we were we talking about topic. movies and shows for like half an hour. Or so yeah, yes. hey, we yeah. mentioned Dark Souls. We're good. <laughs> Hit my requisite yeah. uh, thing. Um, but but so uh, now I've forgotten the question. Uh, lost. When, when it's oh, shallow, right. where is, is the issue? It, is it to put their butts in the seats? Make or money. is it to raise social awareness? And from everything Simon Pegg is saying about it, it's about social awareness. It's like, look, we want to honor Takei, and we want to put a character out there for people to identify with. Now, that could also be just, you know, good publicity talk. Right. Like, he, he's, he knows what he's doing. But as long as the reasoning isn't to put butts in seats, I'm okay with it. I, I'm, I'm happy with it, in fact. Um, but if it's if it really is just like, you know. Well. Every choice in a big budget movie like that gets filtered through a producer who's like, "Does this put butts in seats?" That's true. And yeah. so, in, in a way, there, there is a fraction there that is like, That's "Let's true. get the gay community excited about this choice." You know, yeah. you know, no doubt. No matter no doubt. what small percentage it is calculated in some way. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I. But even then, like I, I don't know that making the right choices for the wrong reasons is always a bad thing. I was having a conversation sure. with somebody. Let's just go super political today. I was having a conversation <laughs> with somebody about, about guns and how the issue was with um, with, with gun guns, control. Guns, you say? Yes. Yes. G- guns and gays. That's the name of this podcast. Oh, no. um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, that's really tempting. <laughs> but it's also kind of offensive. Well, really not knock the deal down. So, but what, what, what the, the conversation was, was people were talking about how assault rifles should be banned, except that assault rifles aren't what we're talking about banning, because assault rifles are banned. The AR-15 isn't an assault rifle. But, what I argued to this person was, if we let people say assault rifles are scary, then people will be scared, and the agenda of controlling guns will be pushed forward. Even though it's not true, it's a helpful lie. It's politics. 
but that's what politics is. Yes. And and it, it, it's, it hurts to admit it, but saying that guns are scary is the best way to put laws there where they need to be. And I'm not saying I'm an advocate of like 100%. I don't know enough to really have that opinion. Yeah. But when it comes to promoting gun control, the lie of guns are scary, like these guns are scarier than they are, does push that agenda. And in the same way... I'm not going to I'm not gonna agree with you here. Yeah. Well, go <laughs> I mean, it does... It does seem kind of like fear-mongering, but... Yeah, but, exactly. And like, I, I think... The only way the public can be the public can't be trusted. Period. Right. We really need a dictator, but, but, but I can be. Yeah, my, my opinion. Yeah, here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> no. but but anything where you are misleading on purpose, I can't agree with. Like, I, even if your intentions are good, if you are intentionally misleading, I have more of a moral issue with that than then I guess what it promotes to have, I'm also weirdly like I would consider myself to have grown to become a much more liberal person over time, but I'm also weirdly torn on gun control. Like I think we do have constitutional rights for it. And I also, uh, I also do think that nobody needs an assault rifle. Like, like, you know, the, yeah. the back and forth of those two ideas, like really tears me apart, honestly. Um, I don't want to get too heavy into this. Sure. <laughs> I can... I, I, you guys don't talk political on your... No, no, we don't. Yeah, you saved it all for this one, you exactly. sons of bitches. Yeah, we'll throw it over here, yeah. Uh, but it's... I mean, we're, we're... Our whole show is... like We'll talk about whatever comes up. It just Tangent. has to come up right. I mean, us. I think cartoons tend to tangent... To like, to ha like, really good cartoons tend to cause tangential conversations into bigger topics, like politics, quite often. <laughs> right. I, 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 like, when I talk to people about Adventure Time or whatever, Last Airbender, any of those, it usually does spiral into big discussions... And I mean, there's just a lot to talk about now, and like, because we have so much awareness of all these issues because of social media, yeah, that it just kind of falls into that. But yeah, it's also right now election time, so every That's issue true. is inflated, mm -hmm. so much bigger, yeah. But it's it's a, it's tough. Okay. I don't think there's an easy right answer for anything. Definitely not in life. Sulu, Sulu is something. He sure is something. He is a human being. Oh, that's nice. all you need. The whole know. reason I brought that up, though, was actually because he is a human being, right? Like that's the important part of his character is he's an established character, and Cora is too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we were coming from here is like making her gay later on is saying like here's an here's a character who's not defined by their sexuality, right? And that's that's a good move. And it also was never like, you know, obliquely said. It's never like right. directly stated. It's just um, hinted at. Yeah. So it's also different than the Sulu situation. Right. That's true. That's I would love to have like gone in ignorant of this topic yeah. and seen how it pans out in the actual movie. Which really having it announced ahead of time does make it feel more like a marketing move to get butts in seats. Like, yeah. Hey, gays, come look at this gay character. <laughs> you guys like that, right? <laughs> you know? Where's everyone? <laughs> I mean, what, I, you don't like the Beastie Boys? What's the matter? I'm actually not that excited about the movie, but it's not for any particular, like, social... Like, it's just... It yeah. just it's not, like... I, it's I just not them, Star Trek. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it didn't it didn't hook me. But. I haven't seen... Are this the fourth one? This is the like, third one. Third. Oh, okay. The second one was Into Darkness. The Wrath yeah. of Khan. The, <laughs> the it, was, it really was. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> so I did see... I did see both of the first ones. Okay. All right. For some reason, I thought I skipped one. This will be the one. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. So I've never seen Star Trek. Um, okay. The show or movies or both or what? So I've Everything. seen I've seen the motion picture. I've seen Wrath of Khan. Okay. I've seen the first two J.J. Abrams. Oh, okay. That's it. But you've not seen a the show. really weird. Never seen a show. 
hmm. like sliver into the the hugeness of Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, like, never seen TNG, never seen that's, Voyager, or never seen original series. Yeah. If, if there's one Star Trek that probably is the most valuable to watch, I think it is TNG. Everyone says that. Right. And Max Temkin actually has a guide. He's like, don't watch it. You know who Max Temkin is? He's the creator of Cards Against Humanity. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I didn't one of the creators. Uh, <laughs> he was very much like, here's a guide in which order you should watch these episodes. Do not watch it from season one. You will die. Watch it in this way, and he has like a huge breakdown of like watch this episode, then this episode, then this episode, then this mm-hmm. episode, then go back to season one, then watch this episode, the first three episodes, and then go back to season five and do whatever you know. And Riker's an asshole, and blah 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 blah. Like I've gleaned so much, like just from reading about like, the guy. Sites me to know that somebody thought about that that much. <laughs> I, I want to watch it now in his order just to see what he's about. The, exactly. Whoops, kick table. Um, so there's this. So I'm gonna reference something else. I'm gonna talk about. So there's this really good Batman comic that's um. The art style is based off the animated series. And the entire premise of the comic is that there's this villain. His name is Kim. I don't know if he's a reoccurring Batman villain, but he's like, he's an artist. He's like all about Hmm. finding the newest art. And the entire thrust of the issue is that he steals the Riddler's modus modus operandi. He just starts making riddles, crimes. And, um, And the whole reason he does it is because he wants to interact with Batman and like understand him better and understand like what is batman like what's batman's favorite uh you know music album what's you know what's the <laughs> yeah what kind of milkshake does batman order when he goes and he and the riddler run into each other like right at the end of the comic and because the riddler's like trying to chase this guy too and he's like you're an idiot batman doesn't give a shit about any of that stuff yeah. like he's just there to know things mm-hmm. and then the batman busts in and then you know arrests both of them or whatever captures both of them mm-hmm. and like stops them and kim's like hey batman uh who's and you name some random japanese director and batman goes uh he's a director who directed from 1948 to 19 post-world <laughs> war ii era japanese films he's batman like man is google <laughs> and kim goes cool which one's your favorite and he goes i haven't seen any of them nice and the writer's like i fucking told you and that issue is stuck with me simply because like that's who I am. Like oh, yeah. I just oh, like yeah. I just sit and absorb. I wasn't like, even drawing that parallel, but it, it, now that you've said it, like, and, what, and then the last the last panel is him in like the bat computer, like watching the film. So like that's oh. where the parallel kind of breaks down. But like yeah. it's like I like absor- like you know I listen to a lot of the giant bomb cast. Listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of video game or nerd based podcasts. Yeah, it always leads to TNG mm-hmm. or you know Star Trek in general. Yeah. eventually it's pretty influential. Um, yes. but like. I have no like really impetus. Like I know it's all a lot of it's on Netflix or at least TNG is. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I might seek it out, but like never done it. It's interesting. I don't know, but I know a lot about it. Like talk to me about, yeah. ask me anything about uh, the holodeck. Yeah, that's awesome though. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like it's a weird just being knowledgeable about these things. We have a friend actually, Dakota, who is is pretty much like that too. He mm-hmm. he's just on the internet so much that he knows about everything that he hasn't experienced. And it, it it's a weird different way of experiencing things, I guess. Yeah. Um so how is being Batman though? I mean, do you <laughs> use that for It's great, you know. Um don't solve a lot of crimes. Yeah. Um <laughs> mostly just like the detective vision. Yeah. See yeah. through walls, yeah. you know. Things like that. I'm pulling all those jokes from your last that's, lesson, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Which you, you haven't played the game, but you've experienced it through yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, good. 
it's it's weird though that there that there is so much to experience and all, so much of it is archived that it's like they're they're like just being on the internet like I mean I've certainly researched things that I was like oh I don't know about this I'll I'll go look at the the synopsis of this and know everything that happened in it okay mm-hmm. I'm never gonna watch it now but I, yeah. I can talk yeah. about it when somebody yeah. needs me to I, like I read the the because I've seen Wrath of Khan but I was like okay what's the episode from the original series that has Khan in it and right. then I went to like the Star Trek Ricardo wiki. Montalban. <laughs> and read all about that. I'm like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. But also, why didn't we have eugenics wars? That sounds yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, 90s would be way different. <laughs> yeah. Man, fuck Rugrats. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that's the trade-off. I thought Rugrats was an allegory for eugenics. <laughs> eugenics. <laughs> Doctor Lipschitz was right the whole time. Oh man. Again, man, just like just gotta yeah. just pull, it just pull it out. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to turn this fan on. Oh, do you think that's going to ruin your podcast? I have no idea. I think it might ruin your podcast. You think so? Yeah. Are you being serious or are you just fucking with me? No, I mean, like, it's going to hum. It's going to rattle. I can rattle. Out, I think. Okay. I can do automatic noise remover. Yeah. You're a bold person. I mean, we I, are... I will suffer in the heat for you, but I'm yeah, also not going to... I don't want to make you guys suffer. I'm fine. You good? Okay, well, I'm going to turn it back off then. I'm going to call you bluff. You guys are all right. I hate this. Can we can we go now? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he's on to us. Yeah, that's that right. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's your podcast, but welcome I, to behind the scenes. I, yeah, I personally would never do it. <laughs> like, all right, well, if you guys start to die, just let me know. I'm all right. Thanks, man. Also, if you're dying, though, you know, no, I'm fine. Yeah, honestly, it's your place, your podcast. Like, I'm not going to tell you how to run. I've been in, I've been in worse heat. Yeah. Welcome to part two of the podcast uh, talking about dying. <laughs> we, a heat stroke. we didn't want to get too deep today let's talk about death <laughs> um something i do want to talk about so i want to talk about games you guys have been playing um yeah. whether it's for your let's plays or whatever but i think all this pop culture talk leads us great into pokemon go yeah yeah i was actually i see both a polywhirl on your desk here and a box that says polywhirl on it over in the corner there So let me let me tell you about this box yeah. um i've had this polywhirl this little, I mean, what would you, like, is this technically a maquette? I don't know how you describe What's this. What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. What's in the box? But I had this, I, so, when I was a kid, you know, I played a lot of Pokemon, obviously, because sure. I was born in the fucking 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, We went to my uncle's house in North Carolina once, and on the way there, they bought, my parents bought me this, like, you know, like, Toys R Us, kind of like plastic back, cardboard backing. Mm-hmm. It was a Poliwag, a Poliwhirl, and a Poliwrath. And I spent that entire trip at my uncle's just playing with the polywag that's, what, the that's what you had yeah and polywag my favorite pokemon i've since lost the polywag and polywag they're probably somewhere in my parents house um but i've kept this and when we move not to this place but to our previous place so literally a year ago when we were moving from our place two places ago to our last place i needed to know where this was at all times yeah it's, when it's we packed it i was like i cannot lose this it's the final piece um and Wendy was when, like, "When you lose that, your childhood dies." Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I have a, it I've, straight up dies. I have a Lego minifigure that's probably just as important as this. But, okay. Um, and then also a warrior pl- Wario plushie. Oh nice. Uh, but uh, Wendy. <laughs> Wendy was like, "Okay, I'm gonna take the shoebox. I'm gonna write Polyworld on it. We're gonna put Polyworld in there, plus some other random shit from my desk, and you'll know where it is because it says Polyworld on it." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay." 
I was hoping it was just a box full of those. <laughs> just honestly. like duplicate polymorphs. Yeah. Well, they're not painted. They're just like factory rejects. Yeah, that'd just be like awesome. a bunch of them. Oh, uh, that'd be awesome. Um, so when we moved to our last place, I put the box down, opened it up, took Polywell out, put him on my desk. Didn't take anything else out of that box. That box stayed where it was it, the entire year. Nice. Um, but yeah, and then I took him out again. And now he lives on your desk. Here's Polywell. Um, yeah. The Wario plushie is also really cool because I got that at a Dave and Buster's Fuddruckers. Um, Wait, those are two different places. I but they're basically the same I, place, okay. right? So that style place. I yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I can't okay. remember what it was. Okay. Um, because Dave and Buster's weren't around when we were kids, right? No. Okay. So Fuddruckers was, was probably though. a Fuddruckers. Uh, my cousin played the crane game and got this plush like Amazon, you know, tropical frog. The frog had um, uh, Velcro hands. Huh. So as it went up, it was literally that scene from Toy Story. That's awesome. Where it comes up and it has Velcro to its hand, a Wario plushie, oh, and drops both man. of them out. And my cousin's like, do you want the Wario? I was like, yeah, I want the Wario. Yeah, of course. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, that's, that's awesome. Like, that's... You, nobody wins anything in those fucking machines. But he gets a Velcroed frog. Well, let's be clear. He got all of his luck out in life right there. Yeah. So Next he's day, he's hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he lived, and now he's legless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Bad times. <laughs> so, so Pokemon Go, um, I don't know how much attachment you guys have to Pokemon. I So... it's I, I played Red and Blue when they came out, but I never made it very far because I... I don't do grindy games super well. Uh-huh. Um, I just, I get bored. Were you I, not a WoW person? I was a WoW person, but I was always, like, behind. Because <laughs> I, just, I I couldn't commit to grinding like that. And then I would later, like, I, I did max out level a couple times in WoW, but it was always, like, several expansions later when everything just just so fucking easy. Yeah, just speed like, up. Like, amount is two gold. It's yeah, like, let's, let's yeah, go. exactly. So, I think, so, right before this most recent expansion, I had a, a max level character, and then I just I haven't bothered playing anything since then. Um, but, I, I couldn't do Pokemon all the way through. And it's actually, maybe I'm too grindy. <laughs> I can go the other way with it. The problem is, I always want to, like, like, if I have, you know, my set of six Pokemon, or whatever it is, I'm going through an area, and I'm like, oh, okay, let me get them all to level 10 before I move on to the next area, and let me make sure I've, like, found everything i could find here and i do that and then i move on to the next area i'm like all right everything level 20 and i'm gonna make sure if there's a rare in this area i'm gonna try to find it oh i don't go that far that's, that's I, the problem I'm, I'm the level part but i'm never like oh man i oh. need to get this oh no, I, I mean i give up eventually like okay. i set i set like goals for myself like so when they're 20 if i haven't found it then i'll move on mm -hmm. right and uh, when they're 20 then i buy them the car you know <laughs> yeah. they're responsible enough yeah. to drive so but i end up like burning out because i'm just like i've i've ground myself down to complete disinterest in this game yeah and so i, I give up you know a quarter of the way through or something if that um but i have been playing pokemon go yeah so i, I didn't play any pokemon games really between then and now wow i mean i but you've touched, touched, you've touched them. them, but you haven't, like, invested much time in them. Yeah, yeah. I also don't own any handhelds, so that's, yeah. you know, a big part of that, too. What about you, Joe? I play everything from silver and gold back, but I stopped for a long time. There's a bunch that I missed, including all, like, the dungeon explorers and everything. Yeah, I never but, played um, any of those, the mystery I dungeon things. I came back for Pokemon X, and, yeah. I, and I, like, the one thing I saw in that I really wanted was the dark fighting panda. 
can't remember what his actual yeah, name he's was. Got the, like the stick in his mouth. Yeah, he was chewing the little thing. I was just like, yeah, that, yeah. that's a cool Pokemon. I want it. And I played the game really hard, and I got that thing evolved. And you had to do this weird thing to actually get it to evolve properly. I can't remember what it was, but <laughs> you had to equip an item to it, yeah. and then trade it three times, and then turn and then... your thing upside down. <laughs> but when I got <laughs> it, get the Ouija board out. <laughs> like when I finally got it evolved, I was like, yep, I'm done. And I, I didn't wow, have yeah. I didn't have the drive to go and finish the game out. And I, I was like, man, I, I lo- don't get me wrong, I love Pokemon. I watched the show as a kid too. I, yeah. I, I like. I love a lot of what Pokemon has in it, but uh, my attachment to it isn't it just like it, it isn't as high. It peaked actually during the like in recent years. It peaked during the Twitch plays Pokemon, the first one. Oh, man. And I was like, oh my god! I just great. like that's what got me to get X. Honestly, I was like, yeah. oh man, this is so cool. I, I now I'm like my nostalgia is like Max. I need to go back and play it. Even even that said though, even though I'm not like huge on playing Pokemon as much anymore, what Pokemon Go is is really cool to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I played a lot of Pokemon growing up. Yeah. I had yellow, I had gold, I had crystal, I had ruby, I had diamond and pearl. My brother had fire red and I since took it from him and I've been playing fire red. Simply for the fact that so I can catch the original 151 and then transfer them into diamond and then <laughs> from there transfer them from diamond into X and Y. Interesting. And then, so they, they don't let you go up the chain too much, but you no, you can. You can go all the but, way from the original. Oh wow! Up the chain, you can go red, blue, yellow, and then time machine to gold, silver, and crystal, um, and then from gold, silver, and crystal, uh, DS like dual pack into uh, ruby, sapphire. That, that actually, and I mean, emerald. That way of playing appeals to me because. Yeah keeping some continuity between Super all these nostalgia. games that reset mm-hmm. that actually sounds and you have all these id numbers because they're all different trainers and then you could finally win the fucking lottery god damn it holy shit god damn it do you know how the lottery works no, in that game no there's a lottery that you can enter every day um starting from gold and silver because that's when the day night cycle started okay you go to goldenrod or wherever whatever the city the big city is in each respective game and you go up to this person's like hey you want to enter the lottery for today i'm like yes it's like okay um since gold and silver, uh, when you start a game, you have a unique trainer ID that's like six digits. Okay. Like they go, okay, we're going to randomize six digits for you. Um, and then depending on how many match up, we'll give you a special item. So if it's like one, I, I don't know, I'll give you a potion or whatever. If it's like two, I'll give you a, a fucking revive. Three, I'll give you a rare candy. All six. Tell me what happens. <laughs> master ball. Okay. Okay. All extra right. master ball. All right. Nice. So if you start trading Pokemon up or trading with people, you have a higher probability. Your probability goes from 0.000001 to 0.000002. Nice. You can win a fucking Master Ball. And I just want to win the goddamn lottery. I can't <laughs> win it in real life. Just give it to me in Pokemon. Like, I don't understand what the problem God is. Goddamn it, video game. You're supposed to be fantasy fulfillment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I played a lot of Pokemon. I haven't played X and Y. Um, despite the fact that I was like, oh man, finally polygonal Pokemon. Yeah, it looks pretty. My 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 prayers have been answered, but um Yeah, but I also kind of fall in your trap, Nick. It's like the grind yeah. just wears on you. It it burns me out and I don't go back and like, the wor- for, for a long time. And the worst is like um when you get to you know the Indigo Plateau, the Pokemon League, it's like, all right, we're gonna be in this cave for twenty levels. Ooh. strap in guys but something they did for x and y that was really smart because there's that exp share item so what you do is you equip to a pokemon that's not your main one mm-hmm. and when your main pokemon gets xp xp they share it with your secondary pokemon they have since changed that to where 
when your Pokemon gets XP, all your Pokemon get XP. Nice. So it has since, like, simplified the leveling curve significantly. Because that's the worst part about Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, let me put up this really shitty one and then pull it back. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Magikarp, you go out. All right, come back in. Yeah. All right, Blastoise, go out. Yeah. All right, thank you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Pokemon Go is really good. I, I wouldn't go as far as really good. Okay. I would say... It's highly enjoyable for uh, for what it is, uh-huh. and it's going to burn out super fast. People I want to see. I want to see how quickly it burns out. I, I, I think if they don't do some big updates, it's going to go quick. It's nope. going to be like two weeks from now, no one you know is going to be playing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when the, when does your – I don't know what your podcast schedule is. Like how soon before – Whenever I'm done editing this, it's going up. So okay. it'll be in the next day or two. Okay. If, so if, we're, we're, if still, not tonight. we're still pretty close because yeah. we're recording this less than a week since launch yes. uh, in the U.S., and I, I think it right now, I mean, everybody's playing, right? It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's, it's awesome how much attention it's getting. It's awesome and it's scary. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. And it's also like, it's not like breaking down any kind of like like social awkwardness walls. It's like, instead of you just kind of not wanting to talk to anyone because you just don't want to talk to someone now, you don't want to talk to anyone because you don't want to be called out for playing Pokemon Go. At least that's how it is in my, uh, see, my we, exam. We just... At, we had the opposite experience. At the restaurant yeah. we ate at before we came here, we heard the, the app fire up at the table across from us and it's a bunch of dudes who are like not dudes we would talk to on a normal basis like just like they were they were their own table of people you know and they had their own conversation and breaking uh-huh. into that's not a thing that you would do except they started talking about Pokemon Go and then Joe was like what team are you guys on <laughs> like what team we, are you guys on uh so I'm I'm on the yellow team which I forget the name of instinct yeah and I only chose yellow because every gym around my house is red or blue and I want to start and taking them. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I don't want to like be part of that big mass army. Right. I want to. I want to start like, to making my mark. You know. Yeah. So when they start turning yellow, people will know it's me. Well, <laughs> you know? Are you Miss Mystic or Val? So I haven't got the app. I yeah. haven't played it. Joe has touched it. And Joe here's the thing. I, I think it's really cool, and and I appreciate it, and I've been following it and knowing about it. I would be Team Mystic, though, to answer your question. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, fair. It's, it's fair. a cool world. It's it's a it's a cooler color. That's that's what it is for me. I mean, I wanted to do that, but also like. They all seem kind of douchey, and I was like, "Man, yeah. at least yeah. I'll go with the instinct guy because I mean, he seems a little cooler than you other two dudes." <laughs> but what I like, though, like what I what I really like about this game is what it represents as a potential change in gaming. Yeah, because because it is it is a gaming uh, like like I mean, sure there is such awkwardness in like being in in like trying to say, "Oh, I'm playing, I'm walking around to play Pokemon Go," but. I've seen a lot of the reverse of that and like on stories on like Imgur or Reddit or whatever yeah. where they're talking about I went to the park to go play some Pokemon Go and I found a bunch of people playing Pokemon Go and just random people that would have never otherwise talked were communicating because of Pokemon Go. Yeah. And that's and an just awesome thing outside. for game to do. It's, yeah, get man, outside. It's, it's like that's amazing. I think that's the greater story here cuz you know like I will acknowledge that maybe the game is not that fun to play. There's just not of, enough to it. There is there's there there's not and like you know you should be able to challenge other people to battles right. you should you should be, be able to take pictures of your pokemon with the augmented reality whenever you yeah. want yeah you should not be, just when you find them in the wild right you should be able to trade with other people mm-hmm. um now they, they do i notice they have a transfer button when you go to your pokemon yeah so what that does is um so you have like eight pidgeys because richmond is nothing but pidgeys well they're the most common like they're in that most common bracket anyway so right everywhere yeah. is all pidgeys but, but yeah. um so there are Pidgey candies, right? Yeah. And you use, yeah. And you use the candies to evolve or like power up your Pokemon. Yeah. Um, if you have duplicate Pokemon, if you hit the transfer button, they send them to the professor. Oh. And then each Pokemon gives you one extra candy. 
Oh, so, okay. So that's like the ultimate go- goal here, and what I think is actually really interesting, because in all the Pokemon games, the goal is never to catch duplicates of a Pokemon. No, it's you like want you the catch best one, Pidgey in the world. You catch one, <laughs> and then you train the fuck out Unless of it. Unless you're mating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unless they're in the same A group. Um, you catch one at level three, and you fucking train it to level 60, and then it just stomps on everyone. But in this game, it's inverse, where the goal is to actually capture a lot of Pokemon. Yes. Um, so can I just ask real quick? So we went from capturing Pokemon to have them fight each other to bloody battles to capturing them to turn them into candy? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I, just, I just want to keep up with Pokemon's moral. <laughs> yeah. You, know, yeah. you grind them up, <laughs> and then you, you take the powder and you gel it. I hear some like... Organ grinder. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so it's like, so there's like, it's not like you're just running into a bunch of people. You're not trying to collect them all. Yeah, Yeah. you're trying to, you're trying to assemble this team because I think once you donate a Pokemon to a gym, it's not in your group anymore. Right. It's like you've submitted it to the gym and like, apparently you can like go pick it up if it gets its ass kicked. Like if it loses, you can like go back and get it. That's cool. But if you're on like a road trip. Like in, oh, oh yeah, my you, Pidgeot's yeah. in Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> guys, you gotta go back. You gotta go visit yeah. Mom and Paul. I didn't know that because I so I haven't leveled up. Actually, on the walk from the car, I leveled up to five. So I haven't done a gym battle yet. Yeah. Um. Oh, you won't. Like I'm level nine and I haven't touched a gym battle yet. Oh, just because everyone else is so yeah, because they're crazy. Like, down like at the end of Carrytown, there's a Lapras with a CP of like 1100. Yeah. And my that's highest, ridiculous. My highest Pokemon has a CP of five. 55 it's my Pidgeot Jesus I'm at 56 I think is my highest <laughs> yeah so it's that that's actually a problem though like and it's part of the reason I think this game's gonna die out is because in three months if they don't reset like maybe maybe they'll reset maybe they'll do wipes or something but if they don't how the hell are you ever gonna capture a gym <laughs> if you're starting out the CP of three million yeah because like if you if you pick up this app in three months because you hadn't like you didn't have the data plan for it you didn't have you whatever phone for it yeah, yeah whatever your reason is and you're like, everybody's playing. I want to play too. And there's nothing you can do. I mean, obviously, you can still collect Pokemon. You can still go to Pokestops. Yeah. But you can't interact with the gyms at that point. That's going to kill it. Yeah. I also, I, just Nintendo, and I know, you know, it's, it's Niantic who actually made this. And yeah. Nintendo has, you know, their part in it, but it's not their game. Uh, but they did their Mitomo app. Mm-hmm. And I, I see too many parallels with Mitomo. I agree. Yeah. In there, dipping their toe and not committing to yeah. mobile. And Mason said it multiple times off the pod. I mean, in the podcast, he's also said, like, you know, I don't, he thinks it's a missed opportunity, but like his most recent phrasing is that I think it's 60% of the way there. Yeah. Um, exactly. I mean, it makes me wonder if Nintendo's just testing the waters. Like, right. Like, and then Nintendo's something big, big is going to come later, yeah. hopefully. Because, and that, that would be smart, right? Don't invest too much. Should we? No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. And do don't anything. invest too much on the mobile market until you know if it's going to succeed. But I'm also worried they're going to say, well, it succeeds for a week, so let's not, you know, continue pushing this too much. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see, like, constant, like, gameplay updates, but mm-hmm. it's Nintendo. You can't do that without charging something. Or well, having, or having, they like, do like have bigger a, They do, in this one. There's micropayments. Yeah, actually, it's in, in Mitomo as well. Yeah, there it's, are there are microtransactions. I feel like the microtransactions in this one... I mean, I would never buy Pokeballs because the Pokestops are too easy to spam. Right. You can get Pokeballs so easily. It, but the... I don't see myself ever running out. The lure modules and the incense. Yeah. That's 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 a different proposition. Yeah. But I was telling you, because we went out last night and went to, like, Oleo and got... Uh, because there's a lure module attached to that. And do you know that 
that gameplay concept of the yeah, modules. What the modules are, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. But Joe may not. It just yeah. attracts Pokemon. Yeah. So you're going to attach a module. Um, and the only way to get some of the rarer items is either you buy them or um, when you level up, you usually receive the more rare items. So, like, I got, I leveled up and I got, like, egg incubator. No. I found an egg incubator at a stop. I got, like, a uh, an incense and a lure module, which you can only get by randomly getting those. Um, or buying them. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like, you know, obviously this is all my microtransaction like stuff, but it's it's a lot like the Overwatch stuff where it's like, yeah. you know, when you level, you get the crates or whatever. Which, on that point, another thing this game really needs is in-game currency. Let me find coins or whatever they call it in Pokemon at, mm-hmm. you know, a Pokestop, and then let me choose what I need to get item-wise. Yeah. You know, and it can be like tiny little drops so that I have to go to still a lot of them, I mean, because that's really the point of the game. Anyways, I can I could make a million, you know, right. like yeah. feature enhancement <laughs> Just requests. Just keep asking me. I got yeah. full ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, go on. But this is a really good business opportunity for local businesses. I'm going to drop five bucks, get a bunch of lure modules, and keep attaching it to the oh. Pokestop outside of my place. And people are just going to constantly come by. That's pretty genius. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. Also, there have been reports of muggers taking advantage of the, po- of the lure modules. Oh, man. To Whoa. trap people. Is that rob them? So, I mean, so I feel like this is a time on the internet because it's it's less than a week since it came out that you're going to hear every story, and I don't know how true a lot of those stories are going to be. You know? Okay. Like, I, I, I mean, the dead body story is real. Like that one made news. Yeah. Like that one's huge. Uh, well, no, nope, don't hear Joe, about it. Yeah, so a girl, a 19 year old girl, was Wyoming. trying to get a water Pokemon. She went down to the river, dead body, <laughs> dead body in the river. <laughs> so did someone, she catch it? <laughs> she she didn't catch the Pokemon she was after. Oh, that, she's real upset. Well, I was talking about the yeah. body, but dang. Um, and it's funny because like I, I don't know who quote unquote broke that story, but like I saw it on Polygon. I was like, all right, and then like two days or like you know a day later, it was like CNET. And a bunch of other places. Yeah, like, guys, that. you heard about the body? I was like, yeah. yes, we heard about yeah. the body because yeah, you're a little the behind. News, the yeah. news cycle is 30 seconds. Like, come on. Yeah. And it's also like, I mean, that they're tying it so strongly to Pokemon Go because they know that it's going to generate, you know, clicks. Oh, get and that clicks else. Yeah. to the Trump or Pokemon Go. <laughs> God damn it! Oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh there's got to be some way to tie those together Trump too. Go. Yeah. Did you see mm-hmm. Square Enix's response? It's like, hey, we we redesigned Pokemon Go and it just looks like Hitman Go. No. But, all, but all the little figurines are just it's like ash and then like pokemon as oh, little figurines. <laughs> i would do it yeah um yeah, but, but i worry about like some of the like kid walks into the street i feel like it's gonna happen like, the oh, kids yeah. have been hit by cars yeah like that's gonna happen but oh, there's someone a lot of to tra- the crash driving their car yes and like stopping for like a fucking scyther or something yeah yeah well does not surprise it's a scyther me. come on you're stopping <laughs> for that fair. fair okay fair does not surprise me but I, like I want verified reports anytime I hear some of this stuff, you know, like like the Twitter verified, like the little check marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think, need to know they have enough followers when they I tell think, me that. Story. You know, but it, it's it's a it's a big enough phenomenon that there is truth to an amount of them, and that's like yeah. you know, like yeah, you, 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 anything you learn on the internet, you got to be like, all right, it may or may not be true, right? Or, and, and you know, context clues give you one way or the other. But I mean, either way, it has like all of these things that we're discussing, like muggers using lure that, that's a thing that has that has like merit as a possible thing you yes know? Yeah. definitely and man i mean it's kind of it's kind of like like what a clever like awful but clever ploy mm-hmm. i mean it's a lot and like, you know you're getting a smartphone out of the deal oh yeah if you if you put down that yeah that lure mm-hmm. <laughs> the person coming to get it this is a one plus three i want fucking this shit <laughs> um i mean it's, it's a lot of similarities to like 
when like the Uber protests in France, people like call Ubers and then just have them go to a desolate spot and they just mm. beat beat up the Uber yeah. driver. Yeah, because all the Par- Parisian taxi drivers didn't like Uber. Well, that's that's rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I like it. <laughs> oh, I, I, no, I, I know you're not saying you don't yeah, like it. Like and, I'm still playing it. Yeah, and <laughs> I think I mean I I don't. I'm curious how long the blindness is going to wear off because I mean I was super into Mitomo for like a week. Too. Yeah, everyone was right. Um, like that's exactly how long that interest lasts. I think this one has a little more life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see though in a in a couple months though nobody's playing it unless they do some major updates. I think in a couple weeks it's going to be greatly diminished. Like yeah. even even one week from now, half the people are going to be playing it. I wonder if here's you... a picture of a newspaper. The date is July 10th, <laughs> yeah. 2016. Current Pokemon server load is. <laughs> here's the thing that I think Nintendo might be like messing up on is that all right. So like the there the anvil is hot for Nintendo to be on mobile devices yes. because people like Nintendo's name and they like Nintendo's products and they can do things on on mobile devices. And right now it's really really novel to people. Uh, because it's not you don't need it you don't need a DS for it you just need the device you have on you at all times anyhow. I mean yeah. honestly that's my draw because I'm not gonna buy a DS right now. Mm-hmm. And and so everybody can be invested and everybody in some way has some tie to a Nintendo thing whether it's Pokemon or Zelda or Mario or whatever everybody likes Nintendo for some reason. Super Mario Brothers the movie whatever man. It, it's like, what best is... thing they've done. I like that movie. Uh, <laughs> I, like that. I have that movie on DVD. Nice. I showed it to Wendy once and she fell asleep the part when they're like in the desert. And Iggy yeah. and Spike are like driving the, the tank. The when they're all smart and yeah. everything. What, but what I don't understand is what, why they are going so shallow with this stuff because yeah. it's really cool and it well, shows some really cool well, like paradigms. I think we suggested the, the reason, be, but... which might be that it's, you know, they're dipping their toe to see if it's a worthy investment. But I think they, they have to no, know I th- that. I think. Mitomo should have showed them that. I, I kind of had this epiphany about Nintendo the other day, which it might not be an epiphany, but Nintendo always wants to do the different thing. Whether it's the yeah. you know Wii remote, mm-hmm. whether it's the Wii U tablet, where whatever it is, e-readers, whatever the fuck yeah. it is, they want it. They see what the rest of the market is doing. It's like, okay, how can we be alternative and therefore attract people because we're yeah. not like the other ones? And honestly, it works on me. I'm a Nintendo fan. Yeah, you know, in the long run. But the problem is, is that like the reason that other stuff is the mainstream is because it's popular and there's been a lot of research into it. And it's been done well and, and it's polished yeah. and yeah, and like. I think the reason that Nintendo hasn't done more is because they don't they don't know. I, I honestly think that, you know, the developers probably have some inkling, you know, or, you know, have a good idea. But, like, you know, people have been clamoring for whatever degree for, like, a full-size, like, Pokemon RPG on, like, a Nintendo yeah. home console for years, for and a they, decade and, they and a half. And they won't do it. <laughs> they won't do it. But it's, like, a guaranteed cash cow, right? Supposedly, maybe they've run the numbers themselves. Right, and you know they've done some not. kind of research. Yeah, but it, I think, Nintendo is constantly chasing this idea of being different, it being weird, and I think it's only now. And maybe it was it was the Awada era, and you know, since Awada has since passed, mm-hmm. maybe it's different. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kimishima is going to do something different because he's a by the numbers guy. Sure, but like, I don't. I, like I'm not like I think this is I think this is 1.0 and we're not going to get 2.0 for another year for mm, Pokemon Go. Sure. Like I legitimately think that because like just the track record of what Pokemon has I mean of what Nintendo has and it might be different because it seems more the Nintendo companies maybe than it is Nintendo's I mean the, the Pokemon, the Pokemon company. companies maybe. Yeah. Right. Um because and that, that is actually something I was wondering 
like if Nintendo made this, would we have the uh, I forget what their e e ah, gosh oh Nintendo MyNintendo.com. Yeah. my Nintendo like no. I think this is a Pokemon Company initiative. First. No, it absolutely is. Yeah. yeah, but if they had made this, would we have integration with that? Because that was the other thing. Like that was the only reason I saw Mitomo having any longevity was like, oh, cool, I can make points that I can use for discounts on games and stuff. Yeah, and if they continue to do this with their mobile apps, then all of them feed into this. It's like it, that's self-perpetuating. That's great. And then this one comes out and has no ties to Mitomo, no ties mm-hmm. to my Nintendo. I want, I want my me to stand next to my Bulbasaur I and don't. take a picture. Oh, no. I don't want that. You don't? <laughs> no. You the, don't think that would... Did, me no, I like their models. The train. No, it's just... I just don't... There's a lot of times where I don't like the appearance of the me. Like, sure. Like, in its own like in its own encapsulated space, me looks fine. It's no Xbox avatar. avatar yeah. Oh, sure God. Fuck, it's, yeah. And PlayStation, and, too. Yeah. <laughs> and my Xbox avatar has a Beatles Rock Band t-shirt because I came with a download code nice, and has yeah. been wearing that for like six years yeah yeah um but i mean i like the trainers i don't like the lack of customization like i was like it's, yeah this red hoodie looks cool really boring and then eight other trainers i saw are also wearing the same red hoodie and i'm like well and they also have black hair so i'm like all right but, <laughs> but like was the best thing about Mitomo not putting on costumes and taking pictures and making like weird edits and things yeah. like now add pokemon to that it's just sure. it's, it's more about adding i'm not talking about putting your Mitomo me in your Pokemon game, okay. I'm talking about bringing your Pokemon into Mitomo. Oh, okay. Like, that seems like an obvious like a Pikachu cross- plushy because you've played X totally. hours of... Yeah. yeah, or you level it up to a certain level, you know, a certain CP or something. Like, it just seems like that's, like, the perfect place for that cross, you know, branding, and they, they did nothing. They did nothing at all. I mean, I legitimately think it's just because, like, you know, sometimes they don't know. Like, it's taken them how long to figure out, like, internet connectivity? Like yes. who played That's Smash? A really good point. Who played Smash Brothers Brawl? Like how yeah. good were those servers? Like right, I mean, right. like, I, I tried playing it online. It was awful. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you spent like ten minutes in this training room because it had to sync everybody up, and then even then, you got to the final, the actual fight. It was it was just a stuttering mess. But if you yeah. play Splatoon or you play Mario Kart Eight, yeah, smooth as butter. Splatoon mm-hmm. is fantastic for it. Yeah, I haven't yeah. played Mario Kart Eight online, but Splatoon. they should have been there sooner though. They should have been at that Absolutely. point. Sooner. They should have been. Have. Like, I mean, like Microsoft was there. How many years? Like when the first Xbox come out? I mean, yeah. but they, they basically had the same functionality as like PC online, and then they just had a subscription thing to, to give them money to keep their servers up and running. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the one like, and I'm a PlayStation guy, and and uh, I mean, PlayStation Plus now is, but like PlayStation Three had a free server and it was fine. But I've always recognized that at least Xbox Live meant that you had really good server uptime and really good connectivity. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I would like to see, like, if they were to try to do something deeper, I think they could take off, like, if they could look at, all right, look at all these assets we have in Nintendo. We have Mario, we got Zelda. Use it all and have this thing that's maybe, like, you assemble your team of, like, Smash Bros. style where you got these different characters. And what I would do is something similar to the gyms where maybe you have, like, dungeons in different areas and yeah. maybe you can get a grappling hook at one place and bring it to another place and get an item that's there, but you need the grappling hook to get it. Yeah, and like full-blown RPG like, and augmented reality. Mix, mix the uh, the kind of the geocaching element with, like, like acquisition that, that people love in video games where you get things and you can upgrade things yeah. and have that be location-based. And it gets, it gets you to that point of, like, you get to mix socializing with gaming, getting out with gaming, but also you have something deep to actually play with. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the thing that it's lacking to me is just... I, I would love it if it had more to it. Yep. Yeah, and I think they're just afraid of adding more to it in Alien. But also, like, there's, like, no tutorialization in Pokemon Go. I actually like that. I mean, and, I, I, mean I struggled with it at first because I was like, I, I honestly, I went to, like, several Pokestops and I was like, 
the fuck? Like, what, what is the I, point? Are these just landmarks? I, I had no idea you I, could get stuff. From I went to them. brunch with um, with like Mason, you know, the other guy on the podcast, and like some of our other friends. I went Wendy, his my girlfriend, his girlfriend, um, his yeah. his roommate. Aren't and, you guys popular? Yeah, we're so we're so cool, <laughs> yeah. just kicking it. We're at a Helens. great huge Pokemon group. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, Helen's is a Pokemon stop, and like I was like, oh cool, and I opened up the stop, and I spun the circle, and it spun and it spat out the items. Yeah, I had Mason no... was sitting next to me. He's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, that's, that's how you that's how you interact with these goddamn stops. Like, did yeah. you not touch the screen at all? This is I basic didn't. human I went... functionality, Mason. Nathan, whatever your name is. I went to three. And he's a UX developer. Mm. So. <laughs> I went to three stops and I was like, these are dumb. <laughs> and, yeah. and I gave up on them. And then I went to one more and I touched it by accident. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> it's spinning up Pokeballs. <laughs> it like spins and then yeah. it stops and on the other side of Sonic's head. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I said, wait. <laughs> then an Eggman robot just flies overhead. Nice. Yeah. He's got that like weird like <laughs> Sonic 2. So he waggles his finger, two fingers. Yeah. I feel like that's like a. Dun, 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 dun. When you said, whoa, it's spinning up Pokeballs, I feel like that's the 90s like commercial like catchphrase. <laughs> whoa, whoa. It's spinning up Pokeballs. <laughs> Pokemon Go. <laughs> All the kids love it. But, but honestly, it's a game about exploration, right? Exploring your area or wherever you are. And having a game about exploration that also rewards exploring the tool just jives for me. Like, I don't mind that it doesn't have a tutorial. I'm okay with learning the game as I play. Yeah. I think it could turn off a lot of people. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't have a problem with it, but I did hear people complain about yeah. it. And I was kind of yeah. like... I mean, and that's that's something that Nintendo I will just never agree with. Because I don't need accessibility in games. I'm, I'm a gamer who's gamed enough to, to be able to figure things out. But Nintendo loves being able to bring in new people... And that means they generally they generally do cater to cater the casual. To I mean, look at look, look at every Legend of Zelda intro. Hey, yeah. it's like press the Z button for Z targeting. I'm like, yeah. yes, yeah. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Could you just put like a skip option in this? Like, yeah. that's all. Please, oh, you move forward. Now, if you turn it backwards, you can go the other yeah. way. Oh, but like the first time I'm gonna walk to a ledge in Breath of the Wild and I don't auto jump. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> like we did tutorialize it, asshole. Yeah. I'm really excited about Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. I'm not sure what it's called. It, it looks awesome, though. I think, yeah, I I, I like it. Um, I like that I'm going to be able to customize Link. I mean, like I looked at the they have a set oh, like of like the all the different stuff. armors yeah. and stuff, and it's just like, oh man. I mean, I mean, he could be naked the entire time if you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Stealing weapons. I mean, just him and that iPad just running around <laughs> completely naked. I do like that they, they they went with this weird like. I mean, they had technology and like Twilight Princess and stuff too, but uh, I, like I like I like. I just like a lot of things they're doing with that game. Yeah. It feels like Zelda, but it also feels like it has enough fresh things to be a worthy sequel in a way that Skyward Sword really wasn't. It was just mm-hmm. more of the same with some with some polish issues. Yeah. Um, I, I heard someone call it Zelda Scrolls, which oh, yeah. I found, found pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, I think if they added any more light bloom, I'd be out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was yeah. just like, dude, like, I mean, Sky, I mean, uh, Wind Waker, it's a good looking game. Yeah. But like, it did not have this much life, light bloom. Like, it, like, it, like, I wonder how much of that will be in the final. I don't know. Because they, they tend to present a very different product than they put out with Zelda games. Well, you remember that first presentation where it was just Miyamoto and, uh, I want to say Koji Kondo, but it was, it was an, like maybe the producer of the game or something. But they were just showing, like, going through the woods. But they the were showing it stuff. on the TV and they weren't even, like, showing, like, footage of the game. They were showing a recording of, of it on a TV. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, what? Why? This looks it's pretty brutal. T- terrible. Honestly, I mean, the, what part of that you you called out that they were showing footage? 
Oh no, wasn't, well, I'm not. I'm calling out the part that they're not like showing the game, like they're not trans, like they're not transitioning to footage of the game. They're just showing. They're recording it on a TV. Oh, okay. And it just okay, makes it okay. look worse. All right, all right, yeah. Um, oh man, I don't know. It, it, I'm I'm okay with it being what was it, Zelda Scrolls though. Zelda Scrolls, yeah. Like I I want more depth in Zelda, and I yeah. want more difficulty in Zelda, mm-hmm. and I like that it's it's. I mean. Zelda stories are fine, but it's not really while I'm there. The 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 thing that I like in, that I, about Zelda stories is just the story of the visual elements of the world. Like, mm-hmm. what is what is their their artistic choices tell me about this area? Right. Because yeah. like the characters of the Gorons and the Zoras and whatever places you meet them at, that's that's the stuff that's memorable about Zelda. Yeah. Not any particular plot points. Yeah. Um. And and to have it open like that and just kind of go and explore it at your own rate, whatever. That's exactly what I want in a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going back to my like, never have consumed anything. Just know it through secondhand. Zelda. Don't a- tell me you've never played a Zelda. <laughs> well, ask me which ones I've played. All right. Oh, can we guess first? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I, Go, all right. Is yeah. Ocarina of Time on there? Nope. Oh, interesting. All right. I'm gonna say you have played the NES one. Nope. Oh, have you played well, Skyward Sword? There are two NES ones, but I, I own Skyward Sword. I've played like the first like five, ten hours of it. Wind so. Waker. I own one. Wind Waker. I bought it for. Oh, the HD. Wii U? Yeah, yeah I've, I've played it for like five, ten hours. No, five you hours. You were a Game, game Boy guy, though. So, like, Oracles? Nope. Link's Awakening? Nope. All right, well. <laughs> there Link's more of the past? Nope. Just go ahead and tell us now. Okay, I played Twilight Princess all the way through. Loved it. First Zelda game. Wow. Second Zelda game, Link Between Worlds. Love that. Oh, it's, a, it's pretty good, yeah. N- and that's it. Uh, so... Uh, you know, and Twilight Princess is actually one of my favorites, except that as a, like a longtime Zelda player, I knew everything that was happening, and it was a little bit too easy for me. But as someone who's never experienced any Zelda yeah. anything, it's like, this is amazing. That's exactly the conversation I had with people who played it first. Um, and I, I, what I love, like, Twilight Princess is actually my favorite art design in any of the Zeldas. Like, it, was, it wasn't it was cel-shaded, and I like the cel-shaded stuff, but the art direction in that was just really solid throughout. I love the Dark Nuts. The Dark Nuts yeah, are my really cool. F- favorite model in, like, anything. And then when their armor breaks off, mm-hmm. and then they take out the rapier and their fencer, yeah. I'm like, man, nice. God, that's, that's, that's good. Uh, uh, although, uh, I, I guess if there's one, like, visual element in, like, all of Zelda that I had to, like, just be like, that's the thing I love... Wind Waker when the enemies explode and it's just a power. Like, oh, like, yes. Blue building, I love like, that. Looks so good. It's yeah. amazing. And they also, oh, man, Wind Waker just had some really clever shit. They did the thing where when you're fighting, you have these great, like, audio cues. Yeah. It goes, boom, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's super satisfying. Like every when time. you're training with the guy yeah. in, his, in his hut and he's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And it, I mean, that, it made, it, the combat is the same in like every 3D Zelda, but that, for some reason, Wind Waker's combat just felt so much. Yeah. It's game feel. And it's I'm looking good. forward to like slow-mo and Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Jumping and in the weapons air. And yeah, whatever. It looks, it looks neat. It's like Super but, Shadow of Mordor too, which yeah. is really interesting. Ooh, that would, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy with just like a, like a Zelda skin of Shadow of Mordor. I love Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> I love so. talking yeah. about it's what would be cool to see in just the Shadow of Mordor engine. I just lo- like, I love yeah. everything about Shadow of Mordor. Plot's a little bit weak at points, but, yes. yeah. but like, I, I, like I want a Star Wars game like that where yeah. you're just running around killing Star Troopers. Well, someone said, um, what's the Batman? 
Just make Batman yeah. that. I mean, it's make, basically that already, so make, why not just, yeah. yeah. Just make the generals, you know, the rogues gallery. Yeah, I, oh, that'd be cool. That'd I be feel cool. like we said it <laughs> in our Batman playthrough. We were talking about playing, just what if you could just be Batman in Shadow of Mordor? We did, uh -huh. we did at one point. So, that, yeah. <laughs> you might be referencing um, us to us. I, I'd love that. Gosh, that's, what I, that's all I want in life is for someone to reference me at me. <laughs> um, so someone said this. I said that. Yeah. I'm the genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but only i mean so ha, all right so i'm gonna so like you've you you know all these things obviously you don't know you necessarily don't watch know, like I tng actually, i don't know that much actually. well but you know of them you know enough to be like you could yeah. probably you could probably have a conversation with somebody and act as if you played ocarina of time yeah and, and it, yeah but You're like yeah water temple i mean that's all you need to say too it's yeah, like oh my yeah, hand i hate that hand while it comes down and grips <laughs> amazing <laughs> actually yeah. have you played it <laughs> i watched someone play that part he played the um, dark temple and i was like what the fuck is this hand but no but like, but like so are you you don't you don't care about watching tng do you care about playing the old zeldas like are like all these things that are like technically I, I tried playing. I tried playing um, Link to the Past once, um, and there was like a part. I played. I played. I played on that Mac. I played an emulated version. Oh my god, you criminal! I never owned a Super Nintendo. I have no attachment to the Super Nintendo. And why I tell people console. that? I tell people that that are our age. It's rough. Yeah. Like get the fuck out of this it's room. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> but um. I, uh, I actually just feel sorry for you as opposed yeah, to angry. Whatever. At you, to be honest. I played Super Mario World on the Game Boy Advance. I, all right um but it's not as good as super mario brothers 3 so i'm gonna say i love, uh, I love both of those games yeah. honestly i think i don't know i think world is probably my favorite of the two but i i love both of those games yeah so um but uh shit what were we talking about? oh i tried playing it i think i just wasn't paying attention and they were like go do this go over there and i'm like what and i opened up the map and like my head was flashing in a spot and i was like yeah i'm supposed to go there and i went there and i was like and then I turned the game off and never went back. <laughs> it, I mean, that, that was one of the hard. Like, I, I like there was so much to do in that one, and it was such a big place. Like, yeah, I, I liked that about it, but right. it, well, it because is... Zelda games are supposed. Well, I can't say they're supposed to be. They, but they like, started as exploration games, but right? It's like they pull like even in Twilight Princess, I feel like it's relatively open, but like it and it it leads you, but like it's so hidden the way it leads you that. You feel like you're just yeah. kind of discovering things, like the the snow temple or the the sky palace or whatever it is. It's like yeah. you feel like you're discovering that, but not really, because it's kind of a guided tour. And, and yeah. some of that stuff you see it in the distance, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get there eventually." Or, you, know, you see the and, cannon yeah. that takes you to the sky palace, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, I can't use this yet." Um, um. I I think you know, like it's it's tough because like you can pick apart a lot of Zelda's design decisions, but they kind of work and also have drawbacks. And there's no right way to make a Zelda game because they've made really successful different versions of Zelda. Mm -hmm. And especially since there's a 2D version. And a but they've made version. a lot of repeated versions of yeah. Zelda as well. Which, yeah, I, yeah. You know, which I think is why people, like you were saying before, Joe, like why a lot of people don't like Twilight Princess. Because like it's like basically what everyone who played Ocarina of Time had in their head mm -hmm. and really wanted to see. And then they made it and they're kind of like, oh, it is exactly what I... Yeah, no surprises. Um, okay. Um and having not played a lot of Zelda games, I'm going to tell you, I think my favorite non-Zelda game I haven't played is Majora's Mask. <laughs> the favorite one you haven't played. <laughs> it's actually, I mean, it's, it's the only Zelda game where the story and, like, like, like the, the impact of the story feels heavy. Right. Because it's 
way it's more personal dark. and it's grim and it and it feels like it matters like that's a game that 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 feels like the creator was in a dark place when he was making it because mm-hmm. it just deals with really heavy themes and it stands out as a Zelda game for that alone. It, yeah. it plays like other Zelda games, but it doesn't feel like other Zelda games. Um, and I think if if there's any one Zelda game that is the most valuable to play, it is Majora's Mask. And it's not my favorite in terms of gameplay, but it is the most valuable Zelda game. It is also an interesting like technological or development feat because that game was made in like 12 months. Yeah, because wow. they just took use all assets. of the Ocarina assets. time yeah. assets. Is like, all right, we gotta repurpose as much as we can. That makes sense. And they did it in a way that didn't f- like it, it was gimmicky, but it wasn't because they 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 had characters that you'd seen before, but they twisted them. Yeah, and you're like, what is this world? Like, where <laughs> am I? Is this? Yeah, and real? they use that in the story because it's like you, it's like this weird alternate reality mm-hmm. falls down a tree trunk or something. I mean, the, what that game is is very hard to define. Like, like the, uh, the um, game theory has a really great trailer uh, te- uh, theory on it. <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah. It's a T word. Game theory has a really good game on. Wait. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, I but mean, that's just a game. A, a game game. game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, you guys are much more like tuned into the like the YouTube side of yeah, like game yeah. culture. I mean, obviously, but yeah, I, yeah, it's a. It, I don't know. You're not familiar with game theory, then? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, he oh, just. Okay. I mean, like you know, uh, is Mario evil? Uh, Wait, is this the is PBS like guy? No, he, uh, although this, I know who you're talking about, yeah. but no, it's not him. Okay, uh, this is this like guy, guy. His name is Matt Pat, uh, or his internet name, you know. Um, no, that's his real name. Yeah, it's Matt Pat. Uh, Matthew but, Patrick. Yeah, uh, I, think internet, I think that is actually yeah. Okay, but his internet name is Matt Pat, and he goes through and he just proposes really weird theories for video games. I mean, I would say seventy-five to eighty percent of them are completely preposterous. But then he's like, what if we just tried to prove that and backs it up as much as he can with like actual, you know, either either interviews with the developers or not not that he's done personally, but like pulled references or uh, stuff that happens in the games. He does a pretty significant amount of research he even does on ridiculous topics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like cool. even even if it's not a believable theory, he tries to make it believable. Hmm. And uh, the one for this is that Link is dead. Oh, in, in uh, Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask. Yeah. I think I've heard that. Yeah, well, it's a popular internet theory, but he goes and does all the legwork to prove, well, not prove it, or just you know, like, support it, support yeah. it, but, flesh out the theory. And for me, once I actually watched that, I was like, oh, that's it. I, I agree with <laughs> yeah, that. Like, like, yeah, it, this is it. Isn't like the the world called like Terminia or something? Termina, yeah. which Termina? Termina, terminal, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, it adds up, and it, maybe you could think of that. But what he does that makes it even more valuable is like, here's how each of the areas represent the stages of grief, and it adds oh up in the progression God. of the plot, mm-hmm. and and it it's really impressive uh i mean that that's that's nick doesn't like matt pat all that much but I, that's I the love one video game theory yeah my only problem oh, with him is voice he seems like a great guy i'm sure if we were hanging out i would have no problem with him his voice just grates on me to the point where i don't want to listen to him i'm i'm bad about that too like i i'm very picky about like podcasts like yeah. I will well, if a it's podcast. an auditory experience you yeah. want to hear something good yeah, yeah. or you just you know you know you want the host to like sound good and like Nope, can't listen to that. Nope, yeah. can't listen to that. He's can't listen very to that. nasally. I'm not as picky on podcasts or YouTube, but audiobooks is the one place where I need the narrator to be quality or, yeah. or fit my my the, the the atmosphere of the book. You just want um. Never mind. I can't make. You want Sir Patrick Stewart to narrate yeah, be all, one. all your be books? Good. Yeah. Be good. Um, I really like. Uh, oh gosh, what's Hop his name? On pop. Um, Tim Curry. Tim Curry did uh, Tim Curry, a really cool. good audio book. He, he does a lot of audio books, mm-hmm. and they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah Tim Curry's kind of like disappeared from the public eye, hasn't he? 
Um, like not well, a bad way, but like he had know. a stroke a couple years ago, I think. Really? Yeah, and yeah, so he's alive. And he was still doing but, like stage performances. He yeah. was doing less movies and more stage performances. But I think it took him out of yeah, you know, a lot of the work he was doing. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that stinks. It does because he's like, I mean, what a cool guy, yeah. like Be, just an awesome human. Be well, Doctor Frankenfurter. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, can we talk about that? What Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, never Joe, seen that. Joe has a story. Oh, uh, well, I don't know if it's the place, for, time or the place uh, for my. Talk to Wendy. Wendy loves Rocky Horror Picture Show. Well, so there's a new one coming out though. Yeah, I've seen that trailer, uh, yeah. and I haven't watched the trailer for it yet. But I mean, it's uh, like I mean, it's a it's it's it comes from a you know production that has deep roots in like cast changes, right? Mm-hmm. So. Is it so bad that it's getting remade? I don't know. What's the spirit of it is what I wonder. Yeah. Because the spirit of the old one is, is it's got this, I mean, I, I can't imagine watching it when it came out and having it the value that it does. Because I watched it late in life when I went to a theater showing where people were throwing toast at the screen. Joe, are you dying? What are, am I dying? Late in life. Because he's late in life, life now. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. When I saw Rocky or Picture Show, like there was there were people performing it live in front of us as it played in the background and people were squirting water in the audience and like all this crazy stuff was going on. And like I can't I can't imagine like the new movie having that value. Uh, yeah. And, and t- it's hard to replace Tim Curry, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's impossible I mean, to replace him. It's honestly. like that and, and Ghostbusters, like the Ghostbuster reviews have been coming out and like, you know, there's all this like everybody's just waiting for like how good the new Ghostbusters is gonna be because I love Ghostbusters so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you're putting all this pressure on this movie yeah. to be what you want it to be. And then also then the sexism comes in. <laughs> it's like yeah. I don't like Christian Wig because she's not Bill Murray. <laughs> like, nope, I mean, they're not you, the same person. If you have to find a reason to not like anyone, them not being <laughs> not Bill Murray is a pretty good one. It's pretty all right. I don't I, like Joe. He's not Bill Murray. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, fair. Uh, I don't like Nick. Um, but <laughs> uh, I, I have no problem with it being an all-female cast, but I don't really care about more Ghostbusters. I don't. I mean, I don't either. Like. I don't, I'm attached to Ghostbusters, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Have you seen Ghostbusters? I've seen Ghostbusters. Okay, because the way this podcast is gone, <laughs> I've seen Ghostbusters. I've seen Ghostbusters too. I've played Ghostbusters the video game, man, which is not is, very good. To which me. is supposed I, to be. I love Luigi's it. Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like that game is basically it, Luigi's Mansion. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've, I'm not opposed to reboots, but like I feel like they should be done with value in them, and simply a gender swap isn't. A thing that gives it like inherent value, and it. I think Ghostbusters is just another cash cash in yeah. on on a franchise. Yeah, I think so, but I don't think like the gender swap thing. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak from that. I guess, but like those are all very talented comedians. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the point. It's like we want to do Ghostbusters again. Who's mainlining SNL right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's these women. All right, yeah. Um, and then the director, I forget his name. He's like the. Paul Fegg or Paul yeah, Fegg. yeah yep um and he has like a good record yeah bridesmaids it, it's also really funny to see like because I read a lot of like Vox Media so I read a lot of Vox and Polygon and stuff it's always funny seeing like Vox and Polygon both reviewing a movie at the same time and them having differing views oh, it's like yeah? do you guys like talk to each other <laughs> and like Vox is like it's okay well maybe you shouldn't see it's it best if they don't talk to each other yeah. isn't it like yeah, yeah sure but it's just funny because like the different like culture uh, writers just like having these uh, but like and Mason kind of pointed this out to me because, like, when I sent when the Jungle Book came out, like Polygon's review was literally Jungle Book, a game changer. 
What? I sent it, what? <laughs> I sent it to Mason. I'm like, it's a game changer. What He's could like, it that's possibly just, be? This, and that's like, and, and he was like, because he, he has a journalism background. He's like, that's how they write all their headlines. Like, yeah. they're just super just flowery super on everything. And I'm like, bullshit. honestly, the only movie that, like, in the last, like, 15 years that was a game changer to me was Fury Road. It's a good, it's a good movie. It, it's a great it, it was just, it was just a good like, like let's do more practical effects, and it didn't change yeah. anything. It didn't mm-hmm. really, but it was to me, it should have been a game changer. Uh, well, I feel like it could be paving the way for the next, not 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 saying not saying the next Mad Max movie, although that, that there's that coming. too. But He's got like eight in his head or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So there is that too. But I mean, like some other director is going to be able to say, look how well that did. I want to make a practical effects movie, mm. and I, I feel like they have a better chance just because there's one out there that kicked ass. Right. So, you know, I think game changer, maybe it's not going to change everything, but I think it puts a good thing out in the world. But yeah, but like their Ghostbusters review, it was like great comedy movie. It was like best I've seen all year or something like yeah. that. And it's like, yeah. I do not read reviews. <laughs> like I don't mm. trust them in the slightest. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess I don't really read reviews. What's your, what's your guys opinion on Metacritic? You guys like? Uh, do like I consider aggregate? that a review? You or, mean? No, I'm or... saying that like, I mean, I know a lot of people kind of hate Metacritic for what it does to like reviews. Like, I don't use it. Yeah. yeah. Is it is that an aggregate? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I honestly, I'll check Rotten Tomatoes sometimes just yeah. to be like, oh, that's what that user is. User reviews are far more valuable than, but even like Rotten Tomatoes has like top users who have basically just become reviewers. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't care. I want the public's opinion not theirs or the man on the street yeah right joe plumber joe plumber joe joe come (laughs) fix my pipes that's just come lace the pipe wait (laughs) yeah wait a minute this is getting confusing i need some mushrooms and the pokemon go (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't (laughs) i I don't know where we've gone with this (laughs) joe's dead (laughs) (laughs) but but seriously i i how could you possibly trust a review like, I don't understand the person who bases any of their decision-making for, for content on a review as opposed to seeing it themselves. Well, I I mean, the, the, the most validity I can see of a review is is that there's so much to consume right now. Is that, like, is it worth my time? Like, that's yeah. the only time I ever check Rotten Tomatoes. It's like, what did, how did this movie do? And then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll go see it then. But how many times have the reviews completely gone against what you think is good or bad? I don't because know. I run into that all the time. Well, I think the goal nowadays or did when I cared about reviews. Because at least the places I pay attention to, like I pay attention to Polygon, like mostly because I read a lot of Joystick back in the day, mm-hmm. and they all mm-hmm. left and go went to Polygon. I yeah. was like, all right, I guess this is my new Joystick. And then I listened to a lot of Giant Palm because like they're funny and I can't, it's it's you know entertaining. Totally. Um, but I think I think so many so much of like media is turning in a personality base like even more so than it used to be yeah. like with a you know rise of youtube like you guys obviously like well, you know you're <laughs> to... we are the rise of youtube <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are the rise of youtube yeah i don't think we count exactly but, but, you know but what the I mean. content exists because yeah. of that yeah. yeah the content is the personality it's like driven yeah. it's personality driven it's not yeah. like here's a here is a objective like right yeah review of this like you know it's very good cinematography it, it's very more social and it's very more personal yeah and that's exactly what moves me to go watch a movie or something. If a, if a friend or, or someone I trust tells me it's really good, then I'm going to be far more interested in checking it out than if a reviewer who has no personality to me or well, that's what I'm saying. It's like if they met, if they align, exactly, then you go see it. And I mean, they're never going to align perfectly, but like, yeah, I guess I don't really pay attention to reviews. Yeah. The only review, like I, I was like that one because like I, I wanted it to be that was the destiny one. 
on Polygon. It was like hmm. seven. Hmm. Yes, I, I like, really like wanted it just aligned with your personal yeah, views so like, perfectly. Yeah. Oh, because you you wanted it to be what mediocre or? Well, I just felt like I mean, I, I just felt like there was a lot of hype behind it. Yeah. yeah. And like the hype machine, I was like, this is this this. But can't. even a seven is like. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. It, well, it wasn't that bad of a game. Yeah. It yeah. like, uh, I I enjoyed it, but I wanted it to be more. Uh, and I think that's just what everybody felt. Like it was just it was hyped up to be bigger than it was, and that's and seven yeah. is pretty yeah. accurate. Five hundred million dollars in marketing, or however yeah. much it was, two hundred fifty yeah. million. Maybe maybe that's another big thing with reviews for me though is like a number system like that. How the fuck do you quantify? Like there's there's so many different elements of what is good or what is bad, and I ultimately I just want to know is it a yay or nay? It's very binary for me. Right. Like, Kotaku kind of does that. Yeah. Where it's like just a big swatch and it's like, yes, play this game. And then there's like one or two bullet of like caveat. And they like surface that a lot more than like, and like obviously here's the, here's the byline, yeah. here's the review. But like at the end, it's like, boom. I mean, I think the most valuable review system I know is Steam, which just has thumbs up, thumbs down users. Yeah. Overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mixed reviews. It's an okay game. Bad reviews, mostly negative reviews. Oh, it's bad. Like yeah. and that almost we never fails that. me. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, yeah. I do like how that's not. It's not quantified by a number. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, with like Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic, like you get the critics' reviews, and then the user reviews are always ultimately like a point and a half lower. Uh, yeah. I just like, like up to ten or twenty points lower sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like a ten point scale. It's usually like a point and a half. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird. It's like weird icon but, but i mean if you're a critic like you have different appreciations you have exactly different mentality yeah. like and you've just, also just you've seen content in a different way when it's your job yeah. and it's going to change the way you uh the way you're perceiving it when when it's needs to be analyzed like that is very different than if you can just enjoy it and so if my friend just enjoys it then I'm far more interested because I could just enjoy it, you know? Mm-hmm. I also feel like there's less and less of a place for movie critics in the climate of what movies are yeah, today. Yeah, definitely. They're just, I mean, they're, they're, it's not like that. There, there aren't smart movies out there, but what are successful in movies is getting kind of simpler and simpler. You know, oh, here's the next Marvel movie. And I enjoy Marvel movies, but they are pumping out a formula that makes money that don't need reviews. You don't need to review a Marvel right. movie. It just yeah. is what it is. And even like smart movies, like, you know, Bridge of Spies, like you just, it's a Spielberg yeah. movie. It's like, oh, I immediately know what that yeah. means. Yeah. Like I immediately know what I'm in for. I mean, I guess there is a place because the the one reviewer I do pay attention to is your movie sucks. Um, he is a YouTuber slash he hosts on a few different places, but uh-huh. um, he does reviews that are really film analysis. And so from someone, it's someone who is into filmmaking. This person, right? And and he is looking at like specific shots and breaking those down or specific dialogue choices and things like that. And, and, and I mean, everything from, you know, plot to, to individual shots, he's breaking those things down and it becomes a far more technical review. And it doesn't matter if he liked it or didn't like it. It matters if it is technically good. Yeah. And here are the backed up reasons why it's like an art critique. Yeah. It's like, and, this is the form they use. These are the palette they use, but et cetera, his et review, That that kind of review isn't what like it is. It's not, it's not, it's not a not seven out of ten. It's yeah, like, yeah it's, 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 and it's, yeah. it doesn't have the same value though. You don't go like I go there for entertainment for the most part. Exactly. And and I and I don't go to reviews for entertainment. If I do go to review, I go to well, I don't go to other reviews for entertainment. I go to them for uh, does this sync up with what I want? Right. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of what I'm saying though. Is like what you were saying too. There's no place for the other for me in my life mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, I think we've talked this to death. <laughs> this has been our review of reviews. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to hear more reviews, don't. <laughs> um. 
so barely talking about games in this podcast. Yeah. I mean, well, well, the, that's kind of the format of our show too, though. Is like we talk about games very little on our show. Oh yeah, you know, which which is good. I mean, we did like I mean the the like the byline on the podcast description is like you know we talk about a list of things. Yeah, and like games are in there, and we're in the video games category because I don't know where else am I going to put it. Hey, yeah. like I said, we mentioned Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, actually, we got in a lot of Zelda stuff too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Pokemon Go. But well, I was also curious, like, what have you guys been playing? Yeah. Well, obviously, Batman right now is uh-huh. on, the, on the channel. Uh, you pers- out- yeah, I was going to ask, what are you playing outside? Yeah. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Fallout 4. I didn't pick it up at release. I waited until it was 50% off in this most recent Steam sale. That's a good price. Yeah. That. Like, that's... So, I, I, I'm going to end up saying this on every podcast I go on, but I have a personal policy about game purchases where if it's, if it's like, more than $10, uh-huh. I will wait for it to go to 50% off. Because I have a big enough Steam library that I don't have any reason to buy a game for $60. So you said that during the Global Game Jam panel. And I was like, that's a smart strategy. Yeah. And I was already kind of like had that in my head. I was like, this confirms it. Nick's a smart dude. I'm going to do that. <laughs> so my Steam library right now is categorizing the, all right, these are the games that are installed. These are the games I've played. These are the games I will play. These yeah. are the games I might play. These are the games I'm, I'm never, never going to touch. Yeah. And it's like amnesia and like some <laughs> sort of simulator game and a bunch of shit. I'm like, I'm not going to touch this. Yeah. Um, I've actually thought about doing just that too, like games I will never play and setting those aside. But it's really difficult with like the, you know, zeitgeist of things. Like I really want to play inside. Yeah. Because if I don't play mm-hmm. inside now. Then no one's talking about no it. No one's going to talk about it. A year when it's on sale. Right. Really? interested in Firewatch. I didn't know anything about it, but I knew a lot of people were talking about it. I still didn't know what it was about then, but now that I've seen a little bit of it, I'm kind yeah. of excited for it. That's it. What I'm playing lately is I'm trying to play games that will kill time until No Man's Sky comes out. Yeah. That's good. So I started up Morrowind, uh, the Elder Scrolls, the first, okay. well, the first like big Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking I might just go through all of the Elder Scrolls games. I don't um, know if you know this, but like Arena is like a thousand times the size of Morrowind. Did you know about this? Yeah. Is it? Is it that big? It's I mean, completely procedurally generated. Oh, okay. So you could just okay. go into oblivion playing yeah. that game into oblivion into, really? you can, you can yeah. play it right into the fourth game <laughs> yeah. I walked into that. Yeah. sorry <laughs> uh, but but i mean like the the game that the only game i want to talk about anymore is no man's sky because it's just like yeah. exactly what i want in a video game. And no man's sky is going to be the first contradiction of my rule in a very long time yeah. i'm going to pay full price which will probably be about 60 dollars i imagine yeah. i think it was 40 i'm down I with that that's better 60. maybe i'm thinking the witness i don't know but but whatever it is I'm willing to pay it for that experience because of exactly what you said. Joe is going to be playing it at release. Um, Cat Bunny from our channel is going to be playing it at release. Um, and then several other YouTube channels we team up with, Golem and Goblin and a bunch of others. They're all going to be big, vaguely someone. They're all going to be playing at release. And we're like, that's a game I think is going to have a kind of shorter term at least, you know, it's going to have a long tail, but it, that, that that burst at the release is going to be... It's going to be like the Pokemon Go. Exactly. Jump. Everyone's going to be talking about it. And it's going to be a gold of. rush. Yeah. Because, no. like, I got to get my planet. I want to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And, and the, I mean, the the race to get to the center where things are supposed to be weirder, like, as you go in, yeah. the weather's supposed to be weirder, creatures are supposed to be weirder, like, yeah. it's 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 going to be fun to show what that universe has to offer. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, I'm, 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 I just want it to... I think it's going to be the most relaxing, like exactly what i want like i just that that's the pace of game that i love where there's things to do but i get to explore it and discover things at whatever yeah. pace i choose it's like a spacefaring minecraft basically. yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know and I, I like some spacefaring games like i used to like freelancer and there's a lot there's a lot that came out Good recently one. but they're 
they're always they always end up feeling a little bit stiff. Like once you know how it plays, yeah. you realize, oh, this is the rest of the game. Well, I honestly worry this one's going to as well. Like I'm not expecting this one to continue to excite me. Aside from maybe what you're saying, the closer yeah. you get to the center, things getting weirder. But I don't think it's going to get weirder in enough ways. They haven't shown us, so maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe right. you know when we actually get there, it will be really crazy. But I think it's just going to be visually weirder. And and I'm not saying it's not going to be fun, but I think the the big fun of this game is going to be in like month one. I think this game easily crosses the threshold of like having at, at, at a minimum twenty to thirty hours of valuable playtime, though. That's and that's worth and the that's, price. That's, and that's, that's, a cool and price that's why game. I played in Minecraft like the first night. <laughs> When I played yeah. it, I looked in the mirror. My eyes were like, it was like literally red. I yeah. was like, it was like in that prey trailer. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, I know it's at the center of the universe in No Man's Sky. Oh, what's that? It's Peter Molyneux. Oh. He's oh, yeah. very excited. So, yeah, he's I, waiting to announce his new twenty-two cans game. I, I love that. I I do have a theory about what's in the center though. All right, so this game is supposed to be online, right? Yeah. But you're supposed to never run into anybody, right? Mm-hmm. If you have an exact center of the universe that everybody's going to. What if you see people at the center of the universe because they're all going there? Well, you're supposed to have the, like, smallest chance in the world to see uh, people. Right, you could run into them. But what if, like, you get there and it's like, oh, everybody's congregating here. Like, what? Like that, that would be an incredible reward. I actually think we're going to see that before the center of the universe. I think people are going to try to force congregation points. And I know it's, mm-hmm. like, two people could be standing at the exact same point in the universe and not see each other because they're on different instances of that or whatever. But I think people are going to try to make it happen. Well, if it's like oh, 50,000 people all stay in the same spot and it's like, all right, everyone shoot the ground. And it just, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just puts a hole straight through the planet. Core. It would be cool, but everybody's destruction is local to yeah, their, to their yeah. own world. They're, oh, they're only, so yeah. you get to name things and you get to... Well, oh, that's good. There's oh, like one other good. element that you can leave. You can affect other people's play and I can't remember what it is. My, well, my understanding is that it was just naming. I didn't know that. I thought, I thought destruction things, was universal. So, so the, the reason it's not is that so the, the, there's the constant that keeps everybody together is the the algorithm that that is the universe. Right. But when you make a change, it just marks it in your own PS your your yeah. own PlayStation or computer storage and says, okay. "Oh, you did this here." So if you ever come back, we know that now the algorithm here has been modified for just you, though. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't do it for everybody. Wonder how big that like modification file would get. If you just if you kept visited a bunch of planets, yeah. or just completely fucked up a I specific mean, planet. That said, it is. Uh, I, I don't know if it, if it like if it's like a voxel system or something that they have to construct the, the environment. But in a way, it's it's a pretty like it's it's a, it's a imagine, bite of data. I would imagine it has it. to be. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be like a couple yeah. hundred kilobits, probably at the most. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's a, it, they they have a really clever rendering system for for putting that stuff together, and, and it's exactly what has to be to be on that scale. Mm-hmm. But it is like really, really clever. I just feel like like Sean Murray and Hello Games, they were just like making Joe Danger and just like the gears were turning in their heads <laughs> like the entire time. And then like they all just vomited the entire design doc out and it was yeah. completely pristine. And they're like, all right, let's bang this out in a weekend. Man, I, I, I don't think I've ever been more impressed by a development team, though. Yeah. Like, because the, the scope of what they took on for the for the size of the team they were like, yeah, th- they're just huge. geniuses. Yeah, they're like a dozen people. <laughs> Did you hear they got flooded? Like halfway yeah, through and development, destroyed a bunch of their stuff too. That's crazy. Um, all right, so Morrowind. How's Morrowind doing? How's Vivard and Phil? <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. Like, it doesn't feel like it's been ten years since I played the game, 
it just like I'm just like oh yeah this is Morrowind <laughs> like uh, it hasn't been ten years for me it's like, been about three years like Khajiit has always been that low poly I don't <laughs> yeah I mean like but it, but it did just kind of like I, I, there was nothing unfamiliar about it to me which is weird because I only played through it maybe three times as a kid but like having a long space of time where I didn't play it it just felt like coming home coming home to yeah to like uh, I mean. I'm coming. <laughs> well, I think what works about it is it's so it's like it's alien from so much other fantasy because mm-hmm. it looks different, and unique, yeah. but it's also like so characterized that that's going to stick with you over long periods of time. Whereas if you go back to Oblivion and it's like, I mean, you're going to remember things in Oblivion too, but it's it's very like medieval fantasy. European fantasy, and you can just kind of like forget details because they're completely unimportant. Mm-hmm. But in Morrowind so much is important and so much is like heavily characterized right. that it's it's going to have a lasting impression. It's honestly, I, I also say this on like every podcast, Morrowind is my all-time favorite game. I, oh, okay. I, I have played... Not just your favorite Elder Scrolls, but like... All-time favorite game, period, yeah. I have probably played through it like, you know, to completion, I don't know, a dozen times, but also countless, countless runs of just like, I don't care about the plot, I'm going to go run around, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so... Uh, I can't begin to calculate the hours I put into that game. Um, well, since I seem to ask every guest this, but since you brought it up, Nick, you mentioned your favorite game. Joe, what's your favorite game? Well, this is really hard for me, actually, because I've got a couple that I always like try to cycle between. But um, well, Majora's Mask is a good pick. If you just want, like, if you just want to slot not, that though. in, it's definitely in my top ten. <laughs> uh huh. But my top one spot is usually like the, the the argument I try to have with myself is: if is it Super Metroid? Is it Mario RPG: Legend of Seven Stars? Okay. And I, more and more, I bump up Journey to potentially being my top game. Okay, um, and all three of those fulfill very different things for me. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing they all have in common that is the absolute thing that I go to video games for, or books for, or shows for, is those are the three games that drew me in with their atmosphere more than any other game. Um, I can see that they uh, and like what I love about escapism isn't generally the story or the gameplay. Um, or a- any of the stats, it's it's how transported as I, I feel as a as a as a as a player or a viewer or a reader. Mm-hmm. Um, and in in Super Metroid, there's this great sense of isolation because you're you're just the lone bounty hunter on this alien planet full of hostile things, and it's so weird and different. And in Mario, it's just got this sense of humor that is really really like it's it's the it's the it's a fleshed out version of Mario's world that like yeah. and we've not had Mario's world get fleshed out in that way before and yeah. since. Well, I would say the Mario and Luigi RPGs. I, I don't think it's as good. I, I like it's good. It, it is really okay. Good. Paper Mario I mean, is good too. Right. But but there was there was a sense of humor that made. Um, I, I think it's Square. Square ha- was the yeah, reason sure. that, that Mario RPG was so. Legends of Stars was so good. Was it? I think so. They just well. it was written and in, in, in well humored and that that trap that got me in there really good. Journey, um, just profoundly drew me away like because because the, the experience have you played right. journey no i know of it though yeah it's <laughs> shut up <laughs> i've never owned a playstation Honestly, console so I, well no i i didn't either and i had never played journey until we started this channel and joe had us play it on the channel uh-huh. and it's a fantastic experience oh yeah i mean it looks beautiful like i mean i feel like flow and flower just kind of like practice for yes that mm-hmm. yeah, game definitely. company and then you just knocked it out of the park with that they yeah really did. uh yeah but I, to pick between those three is really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to, do I want uh, the action, do I want the humor, or do I want to be like profoundly moved? 
and it, depending on which whim it is, the one of those three would be my favorite. So they're just they're like on a carousel together. Yeah. <laughs> and like depending on where it stops. I like to imagine they hold hands. You yeah. know. <laughs> it's like that end. It's like the end of Catcher in the Rye. Um. But. And then they go in an insane asylum. I'm sorry. I'm what just... <laughs> What makes me sad when I do consider my favorite games is that a lot of them are Nintendo games, old Nintendo games. Yeah. But Nintendo hasn't made a favorite game for me since Majora's Mask. It's unfortunate. Really. And and I like a lot. Of, like I loved Twilight Princess, but it's it's. It, I, it had issues where it was expected for me because I knew what it was. It was a little bit too easy for me. Um, and, and you know, like, and I just feel like Nintendo, what they've been doing for a long time is just going with the route that is easy, gets new people in, and makes them money. Which is ironic because we talked about how Nintendo's always trying to be different, right? Right. But, they're trying to be different from other game companies, yeah, but they're, sh- they're doing their own thing a little too repetitively a mm-hmm. lot of times. Going back to that for just a second, did you hear the announcement the price announcement for the nx no it's 300 dollars, and um so nintendo always sells their console um and turns a profit on their console the other console makers they always mm-hmm. take it at a loss because right. they make money back on selling software yeah nintendo always makes a profit on their hardware yeah um so it being 300 dollars, which was the wii u 300 when it came out I thought like so. 200 I 250 it was 300 i think okay I 300 yeah all right. Well, then never mind. That goes to my theory. Because I was thinking, like, okay, this one seems more expensive. And if that's the case, then it's probably... I mean, oh, the NX right now is priced the same as the Xbox One S. Mm, or right. whichever whichever one. Um, they have so many different SKUs now, it's hard to keep track. Yeah. But, uh, so, that that that's an impression of what kind of hardware you can expect from that. Yeah. So, so like... I mean, that. So so you're suggesting that it could be pretty powerful for a handheld, or no? Am I misreading? No, I, no. I, well, then there's the rumor that's a handheld home console hybrid. Yeah. Well, I guess kind of like the Wii U almost was. Yeah. It had a handheld element to well, it. This one you can, and then they also filed a patent for like basically was someone took a 3DS and snapped it in half, and it's just the bottom half of the 3DS. <laughs> um, it's like we're gonna patent this, and like okay, that's yeah. like you filed that patent like 800 times in the last 20 years. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I. I have no problem if if Nintendo ever moved past the technology that we had, or even the GameCube. I don't. Nintendo to me is not paired with the power of its hardware. Exactly, it's, it's all art direction. It's it's, yeah. it's art direction, and it's and it's and it's what they're putting into it. If they made new SNES games, I'd be down. I'd be, I'd be fine I wouldn't play it. those either. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we need to have an intervention. Yeah, <laughs> man, not gonna... I'm not against playing SNES games. I'm just telling you, I the Nintendo and yeah, sure, I'm a Duck Hunt man. <laughs> I'm a duck hunt Listen, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. And Mario, Mario, party th- Mario, 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 Cat Mario game, uh, raccoon. raccoon. That's the one. No, the tanuki. Tanuki. Always, tanuki. Yeah. I always think it's a cat tail. Big. Um. Yeah. Acorn. Tracks of yeah. land. <laughs> um, yeah. NES stuff is good. In fact, some of it's great. Yes. SNES in my mind, is still the greatest, like, era in, in gaming. Like, but so much of that, I mean, I'm not disagreeing because I, I love it equally as much as you, but how much of that is tied to nostalgia for us? Like, is there a kid who's like, N64 is the best era? I mean, I every time I've gone back and played one of my favorite SNES games, it was, like, and maybe it was nostalgia-driven, but it was, but it, but it, it was more powerful than a lot of new games that I've played. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. I've but, seen that. I've seen the 
Super Nintendo defense like consistently enough that I think yeah. it's it's a thing of quality. Like, no, I, I mean, I mean, it is. I, mean <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, it is. Everyone else is just plebe. Yeah. Um, but it's like you know, it's Super Mario World, Super Metroid, and Link to the Past, and like you just corral those together mm-hmm. and stick it with a Super Nintendo, and it's like that's like the ultimate defense. Yeah. Like people will defend that till they're dying today's with good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even having not played that, like I recognize the quality of those games. Yeah. And I've played plenty of games that have been influenced. By those games, well, yeah, I, I played Super Mario World, but um, yeah. So the first time I played a Super Nintendo was I played Super Mario All Stars at my grandmother's friend's son's house or grandson's house, and I was playing Super Mario All Stars. I was like, "Oh, cool! It's got Super Mario Brothers. All it's got stuff. Super Mario Brothers three in it. This is amazing." Yeah, I didn't think I didn't know I didn't think I was playing a console. I think I thought I was playing one of those component plug-ins oh, like yes. uh, controller yeah. with yeah. 16 games plugged in it. I was like this is cool because you know you remember the menu in mm-hmm. Super Mario All-Stars cuz it's like you know you scroll through yes. you swipe through all the uh, the different games yes. and I'm like this just looks like one of those like you buy it you know CVS or something you know and you just plug it in you and you go. So even then I didn't have a, a good concept of what the SNES was. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. In my head it went Nintendo PlayStation. Wow. Cuz I played pl- uh, Nintendo and then my cousins brought in a PlayStation. I was like, well, this is like, so Nintendo came out last year, right? And then this year we have PlayStation. And this <laughs> is like a pretty big jump. <laughs> it's like, it was like 96, 97. Yeah. Man. We, we were spoiled because we had uncles, like I said, who were very young. And they brought in every console type that existed i mean i i the first console i had was a vectrex <laughs> wow and uh yeah and then we also had atari in the house but it didn't it was like already busted by that point like that time i was around 2600 yeah uh, i don't remember which number because i was so you know i was, right, right, I was right. born into that right, right? I, think I saw it work a couple times yeah <laughs> um and then uh we had i mean the nes of course that that was also there though when i was i was born in 85 the nes you know came out right 485 um and uh, so that was just present. And it was just like, I am a gamer because I exist in a house with a game console. <laughs> I'm as old as you. Yeah. <laughs> and and it just like every iteration since then up until probably around N64, maybe Dreamcast um, is when I moved out. And um, it's after that. Well, I mean, I, I moved out after that. Yes. But that, those were like the last consoles that like there wasn't a new generation before. Well, you were there when we got the GameCube. No, I was in college. No, man, you were there. No, man. No, man. No, man, no. Because I was, I was. I in, came back for a summer. I was. You had in, it. I played your Wind Waker or like something. Fifth grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You were. I. I. I was gone before the GameCube was in the house. Like, I was, I was gone, but I was came back for the summer. Like I said. Um. Anyways, <laughs> this is weirdly specific on our timeline. The point being, <laughs> I'm, though, like, I'm figuring it all yeah. out, man. Yeah. We're in my grandma's <laughs> cousin's <laughs> nephew's house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out your social security Prom- number just by the end knowing of this. what consoles I have. Yeah. yeah. The point being is, like, having played so many of them, I don't know what my point is anymore. <laughs> uh, Super Nintendo is the best. Yeah, okay. Yes, I'll, there you I'll, go. I'll, I'll Thank you, Joe. Uh, yeah. Well, if, let's... Whoops. Uh, I hit the audio in your face to see if that breaks anything. Yeah. Um, this whole podcast is wiped <laughs> just out. Just burst into flames. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, we still haven't got... What, what have you been playing? I did. Yeah. Fallout 4. Oh, you've been playing Fallout 4. Yeah. Do you, like, do you like Fallout 4? Whoa, on the spot. That's, so, I mean, it's fine if you didn't. No, no. I mean, I like that it's more Fallout 3. Uh-huh. Because I really like Fallout 3. I played Fallout 3, like, obsessively, like, went to the map and was like, I'm going to go to this corner. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I'm going to explore down in a straight line and then uh-huh. come back up 
And I did the entire, like, I did everything that you could do in Fallout 3, right? Um, so, like, I loved Fallout 3, but it's been many years, and coming back to what is essentially the same game with a facelift, and... I say better shooting, you could argue. Uh, mm, I didn't I didn't feel it. Right? I, I liked the game, but I didn't... I, it did feel like more Fallout 3 to me as well, with a cool... The coolest thing I liked about it was the housing thing. I played that for a bit, and once I got bored with that, I was like, okay. Yeah. That was Fallout 4 for me. And I just don't care about the housing thing. So, yeah. like, I've just, I haven't been hooked on it. And it disappoints me because I was so hooked on Fallout 3. I expected to get into this and be like, all right, goodbye for a week, world. Mm-hmm. And instead, I'm just like, I'll poke at it for a little while and then go do something else. Did, um, no New Vegas? Uh, no, I love New Vegas. Yeah, yeah. New Vegas. Yeah, I did. Um, but that was close enough to Fallout 3 that I was still on the nostalgia, yeah. like, on, on the hype. Excuse You're on me. the dopamine trip. Yeah, of... yeah, yeah. I think, you know, there were things I liked better about Fallout 3 and things I liked better about New Vegas. Like, both, you know, like, for different reasons. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I don't have anything I like better in Fallout 4 yet. The big game that I've played recently, and uh, I'm not playing it right now, but Hyperlight Drifter. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah, I heard it's real good. It's, I I feel like that and Journey kind of have a lot of like in terms of like appearance and emotional. Yeah, I mean they're they're very different games when it comes down to gameplay. Hardcore right. uh, hardcore drifter, hyperlight drifter is a hardcore. <laughs> no, but it's 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 hard and it's challenging and it's and it's cool, but it also has that same kind of like there's a profound story being told. And do you know what the story behind hyperlight drifter is? Like the development story or like the story well, in the, the game? Developer's story, the the lead developer's story. Well, uh, wait. It's Heart Machine, well, right? Yes. Why don't you just go ahead and say, because there's an audience who may not know. Okay. <laughs> sure. Right. Well, no. I mean, I was like, so the, dead. The, the reason <laughs> it's called Heart Machine uh-huh. is because he had a heart disease and uh, he was, okay. he was dying. Like yeah. the guy was like, and, and, and he was, he wasn't sure if he was going to make it. And he was talking to people and he was just like, let's just make the game we want to make. Mm-hmm. And so they themed this game around nightmares and dreams he had while he was like worried that he was going to die from heart disease. And so all this crazy imagery, and he was watching a bunch of Miyazaki, so a lot of the, the things I can see that. Of, wow. uh, a lot of the music images. seems very influential. Uh, the music is incredible. I, okay. uh, that game was just like, uh, it's up there in my top ten and two, and I'll give it time to get up to the top three with the other three, but uh-huh. you know, for right now, it's 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 in the top ten. Um, but like, I just love the idea of how personal that game is to that guy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, and it, it's crazy because you're because you're clawing through this story. And you're looking for this kind of like this golden secret, but you don't know what it is. And there's no words in right. this game. And if you go and talk to people, there's like some weird language, but you don't know what they're saying. But they have images that kind of give you an yeah. idea of what it's like they're saying. Pictograms. And it's just yeah, it's like pictograms. And 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 it's just everything is so is so inferred that it matters more than when you read words in an Elder Scrolls game, because in Elder Scrolls you can be told what something is, but yeah. in this you have to form your own opinion of what it is. It. Yeah. And so it's, it, it just immediately, to me at least, this isn't the same for everybody, to me it just immediately invests me because it's like, this is my idea of what this world is and it attaches me to it on a deeper level. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when that Kickstarter came out and I was like, this looks fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to play this whenever it's this so comes pretty. Out. Those colors. That color palette immediately hooks you. You're yeah. just like, I'm in whatever yeah. this is. And and bright not, purples and stuff. It's not a $60 game, so I think it's just 100% worth picking up for, like, what, 20 bucks it is, Probably. maybe? Something yeah, like it's like 15 20 I um, think. Um, yeah, I, I want to play it. And I knew the guy was suffering from some, something terminal. I was getting him confused with the Crashlands guys. You mm. know about them? He I had, heard about it, but I don't know the full yeah, story. Yeah, he, he had cancer, and he was, like, going through chemo or something mm. when they were uh, doing development. And you know, and that's really inspirational. Like the, I'm gonna die. Yeah. So let's make a game. Let me do what I want to do. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, so. you know, but like it's it. 
it, it seems like like that's that's a big deal though because so many so many games do kind of lose their heart in the development process like i don't feel like fallout 4 had a heart in its development process yeah. it was technically check a boxes. good game but it did yeah it did feel like a set of check boxes and uh, like and i i really like bethesda for the most part mm-hmm. um i i feel like it's Slipping? Slipping. Yeah, like it's going down. Yeah. The line, not just from Fallout 4. Like. Scroll, Elder Scrolls Online. I, I've actually well, picked that up on Bell's yeah, studio. That's, that's not oh, was it? Yeah, was, yeah that was a... Never mind that. Yeah. There's a lot of people... There's a lot of lineage from the people that made uh, Dark Age of Camelot. Mm-hmm. As like the creative director for that. Which, was, one of my favorite all-time <laughs> favorite MMOs. Yeah, that, that was one of the best. Um, when it was in its peak, you know. Yeah. But obviously, it's hard to go back to anything I, like that. I dive deep in the Skyrim. Like, I... Put mm-hmm. like 180 hours into yeah. Skyrim. I never beat oh, it, man, but dude, I, I, I definitely put a lot of hours in it. <laughs> I yeah. hit 300 wow. hours. <laughs> I think I've put like 300 into like Final Fantasy Tactics A2. Oh, <laughs> man. Like a really weird game for me to yeah. be like, I have nothing better to do this summer, so I'm going to be yeah. playing this. To be fair, I, I also have a tendency to like leave games on, <laughs> so it's it's hard to so say how many of count can be <laughs> a little misleading. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, I yeah, I played Skyrim like crazy, and I there are things I love about Skyrim, you know, and I, I, I enjoyed my time playing it. And also a lot of the time is like testing out mods and stuff too. Cause I love just modding games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I, when I look at Skyrim and compare it to Morrowind, they don't compare. Like there, there's, there's nothing that I loved about Morrowind in Skyrim. It's, it, it felt like they were like, okay, what are the major things we have to do to make this an Elder Scrolls game? Check, check, check. You know, it didn't have, I, I got so many complaints about Skyrim. The biggest being that the story is shit. <laughs> like you, you fight this dragon and it just doesn't feel like it's, it's part of the world. It feels like this story that's slapped on top of your exploration of the world. I can see that. And I would say that the, um, the civil war storyline is probably the best yeah. storyline yeah. in, in Skyrim. Cause like the, I, so I've never played Oblivion or, uh, uh, Morrowind for that matter. So. Oh, fuck, you need to play Morrowind. You can skip Oblivion. I don't give a shit if you never play Oblivion, <laughs> uh-huh. but you need to play Morrowind. I want to play Oblivion simply for the fact that apparently I can put my jump stat so high that I can like leap across the continent. You can do that on uh, Morrowind. In fact, okay. the beginning of the game gives you some scrolls that can do that. You'll just die if you use them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, you know, everyone makes a really big deal about the Dark Brotherhood quest in, in Oblivion. And, you know, having never played it, uh, don't have an opinion on it. Yeah. But, and yeah, I don't think it's as strong. I really think that I think some of the assassinations in Dark Brotherhood questline is really strong in, in Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah, but uh, the part where you impersonate the chef, yeah, to poison the emperor, yeah, fantastic. Made even better by the fact that the chef that you're impersonating is an orc, and I played an orc, oh, so okay. like there was like no lie. It's like oh, no one knows what he looks like. Oh, he's an orc. I'm an orc. Yeah. An orc's an orc. This is kind of a racist culture anyway. Yeah, don't care. Oh, my so. God. Skyrim is an especially racist culture, which is turf. turf I'm fine with that, right? It fits the right. world. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'd be really interested in checking out more Morrowind. You absolutely should. I mean, obviously, it has aged, and right. it's a little tough to get back into it, but it, it just has so much more depth. The story feels like it is an integral part. I mean, you can go... You can fuck off and go away from the story. You can go explore the world and do nothing to do with the main plot, just uh-huh. like every other Elder Scrolls game. But if you are a role player of, you know, like video games, which is, you know, you have to buy in a little bit, the story feels like it's important to everything you're doing or, or everything you're doing feels like it has story to it, I guess. 
Whereas in Skyrim, it's like, I'm going to go be the mage guild leader before I deal with any of this dragon shit. And then I'm the mage guild leader, and that doesn't mean anything to the world. Right. Like, like every plot. Except they change the dialogue when they greet you. It's like, oh. But not even, because, like, even the guard, like, the mage guild changes the dialogue. Uh-huh. But the guards are still, like, you know, milk drinker and everything else. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't care about who you are in that world. Whereas one of the biggest and most, like, like quickly noticeable things in Morrowind is you get to your first major city and you get some guilds and you choose your guilds. But if you start leveling up in the fighters guild, the mages guild eventually tells you like, Hey, you're, you're taken like fighter trash. Yeah. yeah you, <laughs> you can't be part of us, you know, because that would be a conflict of these guilds to have you raise up ranks in both of them. Like you can get, you can get like a minimal rank yeah, in each like of them, but private or whatever. Yeah. But you can't go up any higher than that in all of them. I bet they changed that because people complain like I want to, yeah, well, I fuck bought this. Those, I bought fuck this those game. People, <laughs> you know. Like, have you heard of uh, Skywind? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, but it's not. Is it done? I haven't checked on it in a couple years. Yeah. No, it's still not done. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever be done. Is the Morrowind in Skyrim engine? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever be done. It's a huge undertaking. Yeah. I can't imagine. And it's like you know, it's always like three guys working on it. And yeah. It's, like, it's all community support and stuff yeah. like that. But I think that's fascinating. Like, and I like. I wish they would do that because I'm more interested in playing. Morrowind then Skyrim again was remastered yeah. Yeah. yeah that I mean it's it's too much scripting though they don't have to script anything when they just, I mean they're literally basically just they're they're porting it to another engine but the engines are so similar that can't be but so buggy anyway I'm sure there's a lot of bug testing but they're probably, probably a lot of bug cleaning up from the <laughs> from the original time Skyrim yeah. came out and it'll have a bunch of bugs too because it's a it's a Bethesda game and people just accept that you yeah. know so it, it'll it'll port over and then they update the textures, and that's it. That's all they have to do. Put a bow on it. And then they and, and they're giving it away to PC people, so how, I can't complain it so much, right? Mm-hmm. And, they, and I will reinstall it when it comes <laughs> out. But it, like, it's hmm, this nice lighting, okay? Yeah, yeah. But but the the effort that would be involved in doing Morrowind in the Skyrim engine, like I mean, God, if they would hire those guys who are doing it and just be like, this is your actual job, mm-hmm. and also here's a team of six other people. Let's go through it together. It would take a long time. It would spend money on it, but that would be amazing. Like that yeah. would be so great. Yeah, I would definitely check it out. Like yeah. I think that's like the age is what's keeping me. Because I mean, it's weird. Like those early polygonal games. It's like you know you go back. I mean, yeah, like, you're talking about Super Nintendo. Hard edges. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about Super Nintendo. It's like you know it's pretty easy to go back to because there's like it's nostalgia and there's mm-hmm. kind of like and, some and pixel art is at a re you know yeah. resurgence anyway. Yeah, yeah. Hyperlight Drifter's proof of that. Uh, what are you playing right now? Um, besides Pokemon Go, I am playing, so one of the app store when, like, Pokemon Go, like, they didn't put, like, a release date. They're just like, it's coming out. Yeah. New Zealand's got it. Get, <laughs> prepare your butts. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right. So I'm, like, checking the app store, and I open it up, and I'm like, tap my Katamari's on here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Install that. And I've never played a clicking game. Yeah. So I'm like. Is this, wait, is this Katamari to Marcy? But it's a clicker. But a clicker. Yeah. And you just roll the ball, and then like, and then you roll the ball faster. The faster you tap, and yeah. then you get friends. And like, if you unlock the friends with your money, you get more money. If you lock the phone, just don't touch it. And I came back and like, you just got two million coins. Yeah. I'm like, cool. I'll just level him up fifty times with all these coins, and then it's I'll just, just keep all the tapping. joy of playing a game without ever playing a game. Tapping yeah. <laughs> games are my guiltiest pleasure. Like <laughs> they're, they're, they're so, so weirdly like addictive. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's it's. It's humanity at its core. I'm accomplishing <laughs> something, and that makes press me feel button. good. Yeah, I press the button. Have you seen Idiocracy? 
Yes. I, this is this is what I imagine video games are in the future, which is like, ah, uh, just yeah. tap, tap, just tap, 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 tap more on you. I'm doing something. <laughs> but what, I, I can't argue that I enjoy them, though. Like, and yeah. I, I had to, like, I literally had to, like, like, do like tell somebody look i'm i'm quitting uh clicker heroes i'm quitting it i need <laughs> to get, get rid of my phone to, man you need to hold me accountable for this i'm yeah. uninstalling it from steam and i'm not opening it up again because i i i minimize shit and look at it for like 10 minutes at a time and that's a problem yeah. i can't be playing this game that much yeah and and oh god i mean it's crazy but like i don't know like was it I don't know where it, Cookie Clicker was the one that started it, right? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there like a meth clicker? Well, like someone didn't make like a drug? <laughs> well, the first game that really did anything was Progress Quest. And it was this web-based... Oh, well, you, you download a client, but it was this this just like very simple game where it had like vaguely RPG-centric terms. Like um, you had to pick your race in your class and you might end up as a talking pony tickle mimic. So like that was a race and a class combination <laughs> uh-huh. somehow. Um and and then it just like you it it'll say like uh gathering quests from the town and a little progress bar will roll across the screen and then you quests acquired performing task and it just like rolls a progress bar again it's like fighting a you know a donkey monkey and you know wait where, when do you interact with it never never <laughs> you choose your race your class and the game plays itself yeah <laughs> and it's absolutely worth downloading and just yeah. checking out just because yeah. it, it is hilarious it runs out of juice for like what it's worth pretty quickly yeah but you can also just leave it running and oh man yeah. And, and, and it definitely like repeats after a while too, mm-hmm. where it's like now you're fighting ten donkey monkeys but instead of one. Is there like not a plot, but there's like a comedic like it's very high comedic value. Where it's yeah. like there's like you know the hero you know and, fighting dragon, then like dying you know victoriously, and like. Yeah. But then you also realize, oh, this is also what MMOs are. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, because it really is just about proceeding get, to like, the next thing. You get like you know gland sacks from something, and you sell them in town, and then you go back and get. Some more yeah that's ridiculous so when you played wow did you like use a bunch of add-ons like did you ever raid and stuff i i did well first of all i didn't raid um and i've never been a raid player because i couldn't dedicate that kind of time to it's, other people it's like, a mi- <laughs> it's like it's, tell your wife that <laughs> yeah she knows <laughs> she knows um but I, I i honestly like if i could sit down and play a game for eight hours and i will do that but I can't sit down for four hours of raiding, right? Dealing with other human beings. Don't make me schedule. Yeah, I don't have. To, I don't want to have yeah. to log in at nine o'clock tonight. Yeah. And... If I want to walk away, I'm going to walk away. If I want to get into it, I'm going to get into it. I don't need other people to do that. Now I like. I'll, I'll pull that back a little bit because I, I first of all I'm big into Dungeons and Dragons, so sitting down for an actual game night that I'm very big into. Sure. Or something equally sized, like three or four people playing an MMO, way into that. 10-man raids, 50-man raids, that kind of shit is never for me. So, so I didn't I didn't get heavy in the add-ons. Right. To your question in so, the most yeah. long-winded so, way. So the thing is, like, you know, when you get into raiding, like, depending on what your your role is, like, if you're a healer or whatever, like, there's a point, because there are so many add-ons, it's like, all right, here's an add-on that shows everyone in the raid's health. Here's an add-on, like, here's all your, yeah. you know, healing abilities, hot tasks to this, so if you click on them, you just At start this casting point, this. You don't see the game. It's literally, like, a clicking game where it's like, all right, He's low health, click. Yeah. All right, he's low health, click. And then oh, you just okay. get a script, and you let it run for you. Yeah, and then, just, and and then you it. just sit back and bot. Just, just bot that. Yeah. I had a... Oh, man, can we do a remix? Bot that. <laughs> Hot Wheels. Bot that. 
Um, my proudest moment was like figuring out how WoW macros worked because I was a mage and I could polymorph. And there was I macroed this button where like I would click on an enemy and then click this button and it would cast polymorph on them and turn them into a sheep and then like shout something about. No, it was actually more useful than that. Like, so oh. I would focus on someone else and there would be a timer, like when the polymorph would break and I would just hit this button and it would auto target back to him for a second cast and then target back to oh, my guy. Nice. That's actually so nice. clever. I didn't yeah. even like, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I have no idea what I did. I just copied some code off the internet and threw it in no, there. Yeah, it works pretty good though. So yeah. But yeah. yeah, I've been playing Tap My Katamari. I've been playing MGS5 because I bought that All on right. Steam sale. Yeah. And my- it was like forty percent off, so I didn't buy it. Oh. It pissed me <laughs> Not off. Not there yet. <laughs> yeah, like, and they keep doing that with uh, GTA Five as well. Oh, then yeah, it's gonna 40% be forty like, percent off. Never goes fifty. It's gonna be like two years before they yeah. discount that. GTA is kind of dead to me though. Yeah, I, I I love GTA Vice City and three, but that's all I needed, and I haven't like nothing. I, I played a good amount of four. I I love four. Four is my favorite yeah. one. It's the first one I played, but <laughs> I have like shut up, goddamn. <laughs> Uh, but so I have, but I didn't really like five because yeah. like the four, the story in four to me personally is fantastic. Nico seemed like a pretty good character. Fantastic, but like everyone in five, just kept they were just like twiddling their thumbs and like I don't know nothing. Yeah, uh, and I guess I also don't like LA culture, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> like yeah. like just look what we're making fun of. There's here's the Facebook equivalent. Just ha, huh, like yeah. Southern cow, so cow culture. I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Did you uh did you play Red Dead Redemption? Nope. Ah. Mm. Oh. I haven't played it either. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something I need it's to the get. Best back GTA. To. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Tying bundling women up and throwing them on train tracks. That's why. Well, everybody. It's it's it's, it's indiscriminate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Listen, we're not sexist here, okay? We're just murderers. <laughs> yeah. Kill everyone equally. So I've been playing that, and then my guilty pleasure that I bought that I've been wanting to buy for a while is Red Faction Gorilla. Oh, yeah. I love Red Faction Gorilla. It's, that's fun. Red Faction Gorilla is the best Kool-Aid Man simulator yes. on the planet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually played the shit out of that one because just, yeah, I mean, bursting through walls is amazing. Yeah. Just, man, you just Destruction like, is fun. Breaks it down. And the best part, so it's Volition, right? And they made Saints Row, right? Uh, yes. So I think there's a lot of influence here, especially in the- THQ and Volition? Yeah, THQ published it. Yeah. Um. I think there's a lot of influence, like into what became like Saints Row the Third and Four, yeah, yeah. especially in the terrible driving. Yeah, because I do not like the driving in Saints okay. Row, and I do not like the driving. No, it's very like it, it's too sensitive, right? You like swing. No, it's left not and, sensitive at all. You think that? Like it's just like driving a boulder. It's like I need to get it over, and I'm just like swinging the wheel. And but the, what makes it really sensitive is that there's a handbrake, but when you hit the handbrake, he does like a 180. I'm like, yeah. no, I just need to like power slide through this turn. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, but yeah, the destruction is fun. There's this great mission where you have to like knock down these like relay towers, like these radio towers. Yeah. And by the end of the, and, and the mission, it like escalates. There's like 12 of them across this like region and it escalates. Like as you knock them down, more enemies start chasing you, but they're chasing you in like their armored Humvees. Yeah. So like by the end of the mission, you don't have to do shit. You can just drive by one and you see five trucks just get thrown themselves (laughs) at this thing and they all topple it over. Nice. And they're like, oh, rebel, you destroyed our infrastructure. You you did this. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm not doing shit. Definitely his fault. But it's great. But like there's a part where I like, because it didn't save my progress. Like I turned it off and I thought I saved, but I guess I didn't. So I had to redo that mission 
And it was really easy the first time. It's like, all right, drive by this, and they all throw themselves haphazardly at it, and it's fine. The second time, I got so bogged down because I like stopped for a second and like had to get out of the car, and then like eight zombies yeah, just like just on top, of just you. just fell out of the sky, just straight on top of me, and I was yeah. like, well. But yeah, that game is fantastic. Yeah. Like, like I never. And that's the first game that I've like like no like opinion, just like straight back went into. Like when I finish it, because you unlock cheats. Mm-hmm. Like infinite ammo cheat, like no damage cheat. Like I think I might play it again. Nice, because like the the like the destruction's persistent. So yeah. it's like there's a point where you just level the entire map, and it's like that's not fun. Yeah, it's, you have to start over. Just cause is like that. Just cause three at least, or Far Cry three. Because oh, yeah. like like you because the most the funnest part about Far Cry three and four is that you take out these outposts and yeah. you do it really strategically and really fun. But you capture all the outposts, and there's literally a, a menu that comes up. It's like, do you want to reset all the outposts? And I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> nice. But yeah. yeah. So that's what I've been playing. So that's, what are your favorite great. games? Golden Sun is my favorite game. Because um, I played a lot of handhelds and um, Golden Sun. But I don't really like JRPGs, but I love Golden Sun. All right. And we had a weird conversation about that because I've never played like Chrono Trigger or anything like that or any Final Fantasy. So Final Fantasy one. I think Red Faction Gorilla might actually be up there. Yeah, it's I, a fun game. I am, and I just wish Nordic Games needs to because they have that IP and they have that geo mod technology, and they just need to either put it up on GitHub or make a game. Like right, I don't care right. which. Um, I'm I'm very story oriented. So Dear Esther, okay. Gone Home. Oh God, I need to play that. Dear Esther. Dear Esther is really good. Um, I haven't played. Remind me, Dear Esther is the like island beach. Yes. Walker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's the same people that made um, Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. Okay. But Everyone's Gone to the Rapture is PS4 exclusive, so I haven't played that yet. Yeah. But I really want to. Um, Playing any Telltale games? Yeah. I played, I got the Telltale bundle, not this Steam sale, but the previous Steam sale. Yeah. And it came with everything. Even like Telltale Texas Hold'em. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to play it. Like, I'll play Poker Night at the inventory because it's funny, but like this, it's like really gross looking claymation models. Like they're 3D d- develop their 3D modeler must not have been very good because it's like Wallace and Gromit looking motherfuckers, but like lopsided. <laughs> it's like, nice. uh, but um, yeah, I've played Walking Dead season one. I haven't played season two, but I own it. I've played Tales from the Borderlands, which I really like. Played Game of Thrones, really like. Played Wolf Among Us, really like. Yeah. Um, I like all the Telltale stuff. Like, I don't really get sick of that. Format. Yeah, it's like it just works really well. I mean, yeah. it's it's cool because it just it just it gives you just enough uh, agency over the story, but it it gets to tell its own story and you and you kind of right. understand that it goes to a certain endpoint. Right. But it just it, it you get to step in the the shoes of a character and it feels like a role playing game. Yeah. Without and the best part is the ones I've played at least the stories have been impactful. Like they haven't just been video game stories, which mm-hmm. are often like go Not there and kill the thing. Yeah. Like. They're, they're, they're usually more personal. And, that's and what human. I mean. Yeah. That's like that's great about the series, about the, the ones I've played. I've only played three of them so far, I think, and that's the two Walking Dead ones, um, and uh, Wolf Among Us. Do you like Game of Thrones? Because I would recommend the Game of Thrones. I one. do. I do very it's, much like Game of Thrones. I, I, will, I haven't only, played that one yet. But. I played the first episode of it, and I will say that the ending of the first episode is like, oh, this is Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. it's like, like super Game of Thrones. Yeah. Nice. And, 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 and it's. I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to playing the rest of the of the Game of Thrones ones. Yeah. I just, uh, I man, I, I love that they can kind of like. It was weird to see that that art style for Game of Thrones, but once they started getting, once you started getting into the characters and they got the writing, like their writing is just immaculate. It's really good. Uh, and it was like, oh yeah, I'm uh, all right. I've bought it. This is Game of Thrones for me now. And, and they do a really good job of like. 
being tangential to the events of the show mm-hmm. without being like, and here's Tyrion Lannister. Right. I mean, maybe a little bit. Maybe it's, it's what's a, his name? Um, oh boy. Oh, uh, uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. But, but <laughs> I was like, going to say uh, Jeremy. Yes. You, you, but you've got to have characters involved. Like, like I, I mean, so like, and he wasn't that shoehorned in, but no. he, he's also the most like archetypical character in Game of Thrones. And so it's kind of, his presence there is just kind of solid. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's really good. A, um, anyways, yeah, Telltale's awesome. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> we all agree. I agree. This is the podcast where we agree. <laughs> we <laughs> agree. We agree. Fuck Super Nintendo. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're like, you know. Oh, no, no, we're not going oh. down that road. Sorry. But yeah, um, and Tales from the Borderlands is really good. It's really good of like making the Borderlands universe like yeah. good. Yeah, I haven't touched that one only. I actually own it because I got it in a bundle. You need um, to play it. It's. I, I haven't played Borderlands 2 yet. I've tried. I've tried playing Borderlands two twice. Yeah, and like the difficulty curve just spikes. And oh, really? Yeah, I mm. I've never had fun. I replayed as a Gunzerker, so like you like can save yourself so many times from dying. Yeah, but still like, all right, new area, dead. The problem with Borderlands two and the reason I haven't played it yet is because I feel like that game requires somebody else to play with. I think so, simply because of the difficulty. Well, I, I think the experience requires it. I think for it to be fun, because I played the first one. And I, I started playing Borderlands with a friend, and we got to, like, level 10, and then we never played again because we just couldn't line our schedules. Uh-huh. So I started over with another friend, and we got to about level 10. <laughs> and, 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 like, that happened to me three times, and finally I was like, okay, I'm, I'm invested enough that I want to know what's beyond this. So I played the rest of the game solo, and, um, and I, I enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed the humor and the story. I was done with it. Like, you know, I, I played it thoroughly, and then I was done. And then when it came time to start Borderlands 2... I didn't have anybody around who wanted to play it, so I started to play it solo, and I just I was like, "This is I can't do this again. <laughs> like I don't care about this enough to right. do this solo. I need someone else to help me get invested." I mean, it's, to me, it's Diablo. It's it's, it's it a, is yeah. It, like it's it's a party dungeon. Du- it's not dungeons, but it, it yeah. feels like a dungeon crawl kind of thing. And that party is important. Yeah. yeah, and the loot grind and everything like it, that. Because it's such a simple game. Like it's a perfect game to just talk about random stuff yeah. over. Like you're not you're not like ever in a complex situation. I mean, like it gets intense sometimes, but you're not ever in a complex situation where you need to like really strategize. You're just kind of sponging. It's a bullet sponge kind of game, and yeah. so it makes the perfect social party shoot 'em up kind of kind of game because it's long. And I appreciate that element of it, but it is hard to get somebody to go and play through what forty hours. Right, that's the problem. Yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a good. Yeah. stopping point because we've been playing that whole time for this podcast it's really good for talking over and so <laughs> we've been uh borderlandsing it up and yeah, now we're yeah, done we just yeah. beat the game yeah Whoa. congratulations go us yeah man that handsome jack yeah what, what a, a bastard got jacked <laughs> <laughs> handsome jack's arc and tales from borderlands is actually really good too all right um so if you need any incentive incentive okay so our right. takeaways from this uh podcast are snes is the best yeah handsome yeah. jack has got a really good arc in tales of the borderlands uh-huh. and we also we talked about dark souls so yeah. we are gaming yeah, yeah. And, and gays and guns and oh yeah <laughs> and joe's dead <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that did happen yeah tyler's podcast is either gonna be joe's dead or hardcore <laughs> uh drifter hardcore, drifter, <laughs> hardcore yeah. drifter all right but thank you guys so much for coming on and thank you for having us i really Guys should come on again.
Yeah, I'm definitely yeah, down for that. Definitely. For sure. And we need to have you over and do some Let's Play stuff. It's definitely. Point. Definitely. Because there's a lot of games you haven't played, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> so. She's going to sit me down. We, like, yeah. we might as well just make a separate, like, section channel. channel. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just about, yeah. <laughs> this could be, like, awesome day, games done quick, but it's just going to be me just playing all the games I've never played. People are going to submit games. and Yeah. I'm just going to play show out of this. This is great. <laughs> what is this? Oh, Glover? I mean, yep. I haven't played that. I guess we're going to play Glover. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys. See you on the videos. No.